Ba-da-boom. Let's go. Hey, what up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Look at this. Hold on. Okay. Question for everybody before we get going. How do we look and how do we sound? Is everything... You guys can hear us right? What are you saying? Look at this? To me? You said, look at this. this? Look I said, at look at this. Look at this. Did I say uh, look at this uh, okay, about the... Okay. There? Okay. Just I don't like, know. Maybe I was this. talking about something else. Okay. I, like, all right, all right. Just firing off. All right. What up, everybody? Um, show is starting now. Let me move some things around. Um... Kyle was on time. Even though I don't live here anymore. Even though he moved out. It's official. Last and week was... But he's only, he was kind of late. Because he, he got a ticket on the way over here. <laughs> Texting and driving. Oh, no. And I was even doing something productive. The, yeah. yeah, I was writing nice questions. But you were at a stoplight, too. Yeah, and I was at a stoplight. And he I didn't even say anything. He's like, you know, you I saw you on your phone. And I was like... Yeah, you did, <laughs> because we looked at each other's eyes, and you shook your head in disgust. Uh, but he's like, you're not allowed to be on your phone, even at a stoplight. And I was like, yeah, whatever, just take it. Just no, I was, I was super nice. I'm always super nice. Sometimes that helps you get out. But not this time. No. No. No, no, no. We'll no. see if... Uh... I know a guy. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we shouldn't say anything. You know, it's one of those things you just kind of like yeah, yeah, we allude, won't say anything. allude to, right? We don't want to. We don't want to break any rules. You guys will hear that a little later. And um, but there's a possibility that we might know someone that can can help out. But I don't know. I think that's mainly for fixing tickets, like tint tickets, broken tail lights. But anyone, anyone anyway. can do that. I feel like anyone can break a tail light. Oh no, no, no. I guess tint like that. Someone. California, you're not allowed to have your front windows tinted. Yeah. Just FYI. Just FYI. One of the many things you're not allowed to do in California, right? No, one of the many things you're not allowed to do. Um, anyway, uh, exciting show. We got some. We got some cool stuff. Um, news, maybe. A couple stories. That's great. Uh, we are gonna have uh, the the two guys that we're gonna have on the show a little bit later are uh, have already done a back to back marathon on PTG. So if you um, haven't already watched that, well then great. You're gonna hear it here for some of the stuff for the first time. If you have, please. Cue up some questions that you might have about uh, the new gambling and paintball. Uh, we've uh, we've got some stuff. You know, I've had a handful of people ask me questions, and um, yeah, trying to uh, trying to trying to dial in what's what's exactly how that's going to work and, and everything. So uh, got a little bit of news bit there about that, and uh, I was just out in Maui. For the big game, Scott Kemp came out here. Kemp came out with me. Funny story about that. We'll get into some of the details without getting too deep in there. Um, and uh, and then we're gonna talk. We're getting we're getting about a week out from the layout drop. Yeah, it so took like a while, and then it was like all of a sudden it's, it's fast all here. Of a sudden, yeah. yeah, they're they're putting those 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 like you know teasers up. Also, some Summit Awards news. Uh, some actual paintball Summit news. Not sure if any field or store owners are listening to this, but if you for sure have a field in the western region or a store, you should sign up and go to the summit if you're not already planning on doing that. I would suggest showing up into Vegas on Sunday, watching all the finals, the pro finals, the, the divisional finals, the semi-pro finals, the women's, the kids, everybody. Watch all that day of paintball. Come to the Summit Awards. Everybody here should be doing that if you're in this area. Um, and then stick around for the Summit. Again, to access the Paintball Summit on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, you do have to be a dealer or invited by a dealer uh, or on a, a field or store, uh, something along those lines. But lots of cool content to be gathered there, lots of inform informational seminars, 
uh, also some product drops, things like that. And uh, yeah, really cool. And yes, Billy Casey. So this weekend coming up, we've got practice. Dynasty has got practice against uh, Aftermath, I'm assuming, at ASG, Saturday, Sunday. Where are you guys going to be? We're going to be at Paintball Fit with Aftershock and Paintball Fit. Okay, Aftershock and PB Fit. Out at PB Fit. Yeah. Okay. And then layout drop weekend on Thursday. We're flying up or Wednesday night, Thursday. Everybody gets in uh, beginning practice that Thursday, um, the weekend before the event. Where are you at, going? Uh, SAC with Up Impact. Right. And I think Uprising is coming as well. Nice. I hope so. Um, so, yeah, Michael, you cannot access the summit. You cannot. The summit's closed to dealers uh, only. So you've got to be a dealer or invited to the dealer. However, the Summit Award Show on Sunday night is open to the public above over 21. I guess if you're 18 and you're accepting and getting an award, Tom says, no, I'm sorry. Someone said we might be able to sneak someone in uh, if they're getting if they're accepting awards, but uh, I tried. I tried for all my young player friends, but uh, I guess it's only like 10% of the league is under 21. Oh wow. Yeah. I thought it was way more than that. The pro league? No, just the league. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So the the median the median age is like thirty three or thirty four yeah. in the NXL. Uh, also, Las Vegas is the biggest non World Cup event ever. Ever. Wow. Uh, Billy, not this weekend. This weekend, ASG. Next weekend, Sacramento. Next weekend, Sacramento. So all you uh, Dynasty Champs Club members, come on out. Uh, and as a reminder for Vegas, if you don't have your pods already, go to Gen X, uh, uh, sports. They've got pod deals, bags of pods. Actually, I have it up here somewhere, right? Or is it right here? Let me put the link. I'm just going to throw the link in here for y'all. Uh, Gen X is a supporter of the show. They rock. Um, they're also implementing a, uh, biodegradable element into the pod. So the pods will eventually break down much faster than normal plastics would um in uh in landfills right so you know all those pump the pods where the, the the lid breaks off or yeah you get shot in the pod and it blows a hole over the, through it like when oliver shot me in the pod in the one-on-one blew a hole through it shooting hot um when you toss those hopefully you throw them in the trash can but sometimes you know leave them on the ground i've seen it i've definitely walked across like in 50 yards so i'm like oh there's a looks like a nice pot over there and then i see it's missing the lid i'm like oh and i leave it there so <laughs> i got a funny story about that actually uh in a second but uh yeah they've got that um i don't know if it's implemented just yet but uh they're adding that into the pot so that's cool uh everybody who's who's trying to help out the environment i'm all for that um it's a funny story so scott and i we just played maui legends last weekend i'll just jump straight into this one before i get to the other sponsors here um and uh Wolf had, someone got sick. I think Wolf or his girlfriend got sick, couldn't come. Zizek pulled the plug, so Ghost Sports was supposed to come and film us. Thankfully, they didn't because, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't. It, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't much to capture. So I uh, was like, oh, man, I'm in the house all by myself, so I've got some spare free time. Like, And Camille couldn't fly out there. Sloan couldn't come. So I'm like, man, I'm going to be all by myself. So, uh... I just texted a couple of people. I was like, "Hey, Rodney, um, if you and Jake want to come, like, we got a place for you." Yeah. Um, and Jake was like, uh, "You know, it was a little too much for him and his son." They went up, ended up uh, practicing out there with uh, with Omega, uh, and then, <laughs> and so I was like, "Well, Scott, he was just Camille's. Like, why don't you invite Scott? Right? 
you just um he just uh you know was talking about wanting to go surfing i'm like oh yeah sick it's gonna be a little windy yeah pretty big north swell in the water but whatever like i'll see if he wants to come we'll be able yeah, to find yeah. some wave somewhere so i invite scott scott's like all right cool tickets from uh san diego round trip were like 300 bucks and that he bought his on the monday that we left we left on wednesday i think i just i had to change my flights i got i changed all my flights same thing so uh pack up our boards pack up our paintball gear fly out there and we're on the flight and scott texts me and he goes hey man do you have any advil i've got like this pounding headache for some reason i don't know why i'm like nah you can just ask the one of the flight attendants he's he's sitting in row 32 of 32 so the starts oh, wow. trip's starting off good for him <laughs> back corner by the bathroom and uh we get off the plane and he's like dude i don't know what happened but like i hadn't eaten before i got on the plane and i was like maybe that's what i just the worst headache i've ever had but i feel better now it's like I had like a kind of body, like I was sweating. And I was like, you must have had altitude sickness, but you've flown a bunch, yeah. right? But maybe I was like, you know, you got a lot less body fat than you're used to. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're pretty lean. You're pretty jacked right now. I think he had done like a photo shoot that week too. So maybe he was that like... Had some, that's what I'm thinking. Because you, I know he gets really dehydrated from those. Cuts out all the water. Uh-huh. So his muscles are popping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, anyway, we land and I'm, I'm checking the, the waves, the wind, and I'm like, you know the north might be better. I hit up Matt, Jesse, Mr. Maui, Maui Rockstars here in the in the in the building watching right now. I hit him up and I was like, "Hey, where are the waves at? How are the winds?" He's like, "Oh, it's offshore, and it's like it's gonna be smacking over at uh, at this one spot." Like yeah. he's like, "You gotta find a good spot." And blah blah blah. And I'm like, "All right, Scott, what do you want to do?" I'm like, "I'm texting my buddy. He says it's gonna be macking over here on this one side." And he's like, oh, "I don't feel great, but uh, yeah, I'm just gonna get a little bite here." He didn't to- tell me that he hadn't eaten since the night before we landed at 3 p.m you know so he just he's on like a 24-hour fast no he just doesn't eat breakfast i found this out too yeah. and then he just didn't eat anything all day and then he had like some crackers and mediterranean plate on the plane so he's like starving but he didn't tell me that so i feel like it yeah if you don't eat breakfast it's okay to eat breakfast if you haven't ate for the last right you know yeah like breakfast isn't gonna 12, kill you 13 Scott. hours yeah eat some carbs bud uh, and so anyway, he's not feeling great. We go paddle out. It was not very good. It was pretty cold and windy, but it was like howling offshore, really hard to like find some waves out there. Anyway, so he's not feeling great. And he's like, dude, I just need to go back and I need to go to bed. So he falls asleep, wakes up the next day. He's like, oh, I feel much better. Must've just been, must've just been like altitude thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, at this point, like there's this massive spike in the waves, right? It was like flat. And then all of a sudden it was like, there's a surfable window from like 10 AM to noon. And then it goes from like four to six feet to eight to 12 to 12 to 25 feet within like a three hour period. And we're like, well, we better get out there. Cause we don't want to get stuck on this outside of the thing. And, and we talked to like three different people and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be good. It should be good up there uh, at the Bay. Like, um, just be careful. Cause you know, th- it'll come quick. Was that when you guys, because I saw in your story, you posted like, oh, it's 11, it's like 3 to 5, and then yeah, 11 to 12, it goes up to like yeah. 6 to 7 foot, and then it's, and like, then, dude, it's like 25, 30 and, foot. And so now, like, we, so we pull up to this spot exactly that day, right? And and I'm getting text messages, he's getting text messages, and everybody's just kind of like, oh, it'll be sick, yeah, just, you know, it'll come in quick, so just get your time in, right? <laughs> or be like, ready. come in like, like well, it'll be, wait, so the top. swell will come in quick? Like that. It was like that. It sounds like that time in Bali when like yes, that's exactly Troy it. Took me out and it was yeah, like, and if you don't know, if you're not planning it, and you're like kind of having a good time, and then all of a sudden you're like, just like look three. at three. There's an outside, and you're scrapping, and it's not like you see it. Out it's there. like a four-story building just randomly coming. Yeah, that's like, what, what happened. <laughs> yeah, where'd that come from? And you're scrapping. So basically, we, we go out and we don't even know how to get. It's like off this cliff. Yeah. 
right? You're like staring on this cliff and we're like, ah, oh, it's kind of surfable, it's kind of windy. And there were like one, there's one other guy watching it. No one's in the water and we're like, well, we don't even know where to line up if we went down there to begin with. So we sit there and we're waiting at least for one local guy to walk down this trail. And we're like, okay, that's where we need to get it. So we we get our crap on real quick and we pin it down there. We like scramble down these rocks and we're like, uh, I think he went in over here. And like, so we paddle out. There's four people in the water. It's me and Scott and two other guys, two locals. Yeah. And then like two other guys come out and we scored. We had a blast. Like it was sick. Um, but you just like, when you don't really know the wave and you don't have anybody, the guy was kind of cool. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, that was a sick one. But like. You're in like kind of a hostile environment a little bit, and then you're staring at this rock, and it's like you're reading about it. It's like okay, there's the cave uh, underwater that can suck people and boards under. Uh, then there's this gigantic rock pile. Then there's the inside bowl that's like so shallow when you're paddling, your knuckles will hit, um, and you're like, and it's like kick out this time. And so we're trying to read all this stuff and think about it, and like okay, well, is this the section? Where's the section? And um, we're surfing Honolulu Bay, and and yeah, that's exactly what happened, Jesse. So and it was thick. It was like every, I mean, it was, Sheesh. it was like, I think the smallest wave I caught was six foot, maybe the biggest one, probably 10 foot. And it was like heavy, big waves. It was so fun though. It was like rad, but it was kind of sketchy. Yeah. Like, Cause it was super windy and it was like, there's this little, little extra flop on the top of the water. So you really had to throw yourself over the edge oh, and to get to your feet. And it was like a little hairy. Um, we got a lot of waves. Everything was good. Um, Scott got yelled right. at Scott, 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 Scott did all right. All right. Scott did all right on that one. He was he was he was okay, but it was freezing too. Like oh, I was really? wearing a full top, and like we were shivering. Oh wow! Yeah, Scott was wearing his wetsuit. I think you might have seen the picture. Uh, top and hood. Hood in the car. So like, if you don't want to stick out in your Buick Enclave when you're when you're trying to like you know pretend like you've been in a spot, you definitely don't drive to the spot with your hood up on your wetsuit. Um, anyway. So yeah, then all of a sudden, um, we're sitting there in this, at the spot and I'm like, you know, it's getting a little bigger. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I pulled into a pretty meaty one and, and then all of a sudden this wave comes on the outside and we're like, Oh, and we're scraping to get through it. And it just, just smokes us. And now Scott and I, I don't know. It was like, I mean, it was probably, it was over 10 feet for sure. Because I mean, we could barely, I I didn't get underneath it and we just got kind of like, and there's no shore. When you get washed up, like you hopefully don't get washed up, but like luckily it wasn't another one and another one because there's this gigantic like dagger of a rock pile that you're that you're basically oh. paddling at. You're paddling at the rocks. The bit in the the juxtaposition here on it is like the bigger the waves, the further back out it breaks, so the kind of technically safer you are from the rocks. Yeah. So the it, smaller it is, the closer it breaks to the rocks. So like you want to be kind of in that yeah zone where you're. Sweet spot. Yeah, where it's not so big, because like, if I were there and I was able to surf it over and over and get a hang of like where to sit and everything, like 10, 10 foot, twelve foot is like, it's manageable. Like I could do that. And if I was like more confident, day two, three, four, something like that, then maybe if we had the bigger equipment, I'm surfing a, a small board. Yeah. You know, like I'm not. You know, it's like trying to play a big game with a 45, 45 tank. You know, yeah, it's just like yeah. you can kind of do it, but it's not going to really work. You sure. know. Playing the corner and like a, like a long layout game, you know, it's I've always tried to figure out how to equate it to paintball, but uh, yeah, man, and uh, all of a sudden these big sets come and we're not exactly sure how you get in either because there weren't a lot of people out and like a couple people had gotten in and we're like, dude, I think it's over there. You gotta like, don't hit that exposed reef here and oh, man. and then uh, Scott's like, we need to go in. I'm like, I'm down and so we like try to like paddle over to this corner and and uh, and we made it in fine, but. We're like, oh, cool. Scott's feeling better. 
Um, we'll just come back tomorrow. It'll be sick because it's supposed to be getting a little bit better tomorrow. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Scott Scott woke up at about four in the morning, and it was uh, it was game it was game on for him or game over, shall I say? He uh, he uh, he had a stomach flu. <laughs> Oh, and so that's what it was. the headache and the body aches, yeah. So he was uh, he was out of commission. He was doing he was going one, two, and three all day, all morning. I know someone else who was in San Diego that just got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a couple people just got it out of San Diego. Yeah, yeah. I've managed to dodge it, luckily. Same. But um, yeah. yeah, he got he got work. He was going through it, and we drove all the way out there anyway. He like drank a bottle of Pedialyte, a bottle of Pepto Bismol. Um, uh, it was like a, it was like a. It smelled pretty awful in our in our in our uh, house that we we had. I had to open up every single door and window in that place to air it out. So he was going through it on on Friday. He was going through it, uh, and um, then we drive all the way back up to the bay. It was perfect, a little bit bigger, but like absolutely glass perfect. And there was a surf competition going on the next two days, so now we couldn't surf either one of the next two days. Oh man! Uh, and then he's like, "I think we should just go for that hike." And he was like sitting in the car, falling asleep on and off, <laughs> and then. I pull up to where we're going to go hike, and he's like, I think I'm just going to stay in the car. And I'm like, all right, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's like an hour and a half drive everywhere we went. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I went for a hike for about a two-hour hike and by myself, and it was pretty sick. It was, got a little wet. Um, and that was Scott's experience. So we played the big game the next day. How do you fare out there? He was feeling better for big game day. Uh, he... That's the funny thing, actually, about the pods. We didn't have any pods, so we were, like, scrounged a couple. Jesse gave me some. Uh, I got a couple from, from a couple guys there. and So we each had two pods, and I found a broken pod. And I'm like, ah, screw it. So I just put some uh, some some tissue paper in the top of it, and I stuck it in my pack straight up. <laughs> and uh, I was nice. like, whatever, we got three pods, it'll work. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I finally got someone out there, and he was, he was just, he played, he would play one, and he'd come back and like take his jersey off and sit down. He's like, ugh, so drained. And then he'd play a second round. And he'd come back and like another layer of clothing's off. And at the third the third time he went out, he came back in. He just had everything off and he was sleeping on the bench. And then he's like, dude, we gotta get out of here. Come on, let's go. I'm like, it's noon, dude. Yeah. I'm not gonna leave right now. Yeah, yeah he Jeez, was taking it. He was hurting. <laughs> like, that's why I came here. Yeah, yeah, I came for this thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was sick though. Like there are 250 people out there. It's a two-day event. Um Blue, I played on the blue team. We kicked everybody at everybody's ass. I jumped over to the red a couple times, but I made sure I finished on the blue team so that way I could actually win one of these things mm-hmm. for once. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Ryan left him dying on the pallets on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, he was just. I saw that picture. He you saw that picture. To me. He was just His, someone's tears just sitting there. And then he's like, "Dude, where have you been? Where you? I'm like, "You've been sleeping for the last hour. I've been chatting with where people. You've been dreaming. Yeah, um, yeah, he." <laughs> He, um, so yeah, our pod, I didn't bring any pods out there cause I figured everybody would have some pods. Like yeah. big game. No one had pods. And then Sunday I got, I got, I was loaded up. I was loaded up for Sunday. Um, but yeah, he was, he was hurting big time. Feel pretty big out there. Yeah. You know, it's pretty maxed out at, uh, at 250 people. I mean, it could go for a little bit. It's cool. They have this huge two story structure or the second story structure. Mm. And it's like connected and you can kind of like you can fight on the second story and then like get behind guys oh nice. yeah so i was i was i was i was uh 
I was a sniper from above, man. I would just get up there and I would just be letting people have it. It's so fun up in the top. I think you posted a video. I posted a video on on the first year that I went up there. Because what happens is you go up to the top and like no one else wants to go upstairs for some reason. So there's rarely anybody up there. Yeah, well, you can't get shot underneath. No, it's like you don't. I don't know. It's just like something about being upstairs. People just don't like going up there for some reason. So I would go up. Well, because the best part about it is it works like this for most big games, right? When you get to like a spot, if you're pretty far up, there will be guys as they push up, they'll kind of like get to the side and you'll kind of like shoot one or two of them in the side. And if they don't know you're there, then those guys walk off and it's not like they walk up and go, hey, someone's shooting at us from over there. The guy behind him is like, ooh, that guy's spot's open. So he'll just run to it and then he'll get shot. Oh, and then he'll walk off. And then the next guy will just fill it. So no one knows where it's coming from. So I'm just upstairs. Just basically I'd go, I'd play until I ran out of paint. Yeah. You know? Um... So it was great, man. I loved it. It's, it was hilarious. Yeah. And I'd be like, I tried to get kids to come up there. There was one guy with a pump that always came up with me, and then one guy who had was that you? Um, I think it was I think it was Sean actually. Kind of jumped up there with me a lot, and it was pretty funny. Uh, it's the it's uh, yeah, dude. I I love those big games. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't like this one though. No. Mm-mm. Um, I know that you don't really like money big games, but <laughs> the reason I don't think you'd like it is because like you can't really run and send it out there, because there's these like lava rocks that are kind of like staggered in the in the ground so when you try to like go for like a hard heavy dive or slide Ooh. you'll hit one of those things and it'll it'll just kind of like you know ruin your day <laughs> yeah oh man it'll uh yeah <laughs> yeah mario yeah you can see it kind of yeah. like uh, no, nope. i'm not uh i'm not uh <laughs> not playing that i'm not playing that game no way uh but we put actually we gotta put Sean's Sean's name on here. Welcome Sean. Thanks for the support for jumping in and uh, nice. on the mega support status wheel. We really appreciate that. We're actually um, about to get. I mean, probably probably next month we're gonna buy a new mic. This one's a little little dusty. We sound good. We sound all right. No one said anything yet. <laughs> oh, Eric's here. Yeah, uh, Nate played. Okay. I got a video uh, of of him. He's like, ah, oh, no, I don't know if I'm gonna play. I don't have any gear. I'm like, I've got all of Scott's gear. What's your excuse? He's like, no, I mean, I don't want to borrow it. Like, I don't want to mess your stuff up. I'm like, well, it's not mine. It's Scott's stuff. And, and then he only I, uses it once every I had three a, years. Yeah, and I had a brand new pair of shoes that I gave Scott. He wore once. And Nate's like, I don't want to get those. In. I'm like, they're not his and they're not mine. So yeah. just put them on. He's like, I don't have socks. I'm like, oh, you can borrow socks. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what do you, don't make excuses. Stop it. Stop it. And he was going to try to play with flip flops. So Nate's from, uh, from Black Ops Paintball. And he was, he was trying to make every excuse imaginable not to play. And then he played and he loved it. Nice. Yeah, I gave him a Hormesis headband. He wore yeah, it to lunch yeah. afterwards. He didn't take any of his gear off, but he was filthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said. Yeah. Only, only place he you know knows that uh, literally grows rocks. I'm <laughs> 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 sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, that was that was a cool. I mean, I love that event. It's such an it's such an awesome experience because again, you're right across the street from the the beach, right? Um. The weather was perfect on Saturday and Sunday, and it's like, just everything about it is just, it's a great vacation spot. So, they do it every two years, so if you missed it this time, try to remember this conversation in uh, in 2026, and we'll revisit the whole situation. But I, I still think, also, big games are really important, and that's something that, um, you know, one of the things I'm going to talk about at the summit is just kind of like, you know, if you can convince guys, if you're a tournament player, right, you want to you want to jump in and play these types of events and big games. You want to play walk-ons every so often. You got to ask Alex Frazier, right? And one of the reasons that you can thank for like our longevity is because we have so much fun playing paintball. 
and you break it up every so often by just like racking up the kills. And I'm not saying like bonus balling people, but you're like, you play some walk-ons and you're probably, everybody watching this is probably really good at walk-ons. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, the goal isn't to like make them not want to come back. You don't want to shoot them a bunch, but you just want to like, you know, just rack up the kills. Like yeah. you know, one here, one there, like doing all this stuff. You don't need to like go out there with the mentality like you're playing uh, paintball in the finals at World Cup, right? Against someone who cheated you. That's not the mentality behind playing big games yeah. and all that stuff. You just shoot a couple people here and there. And then the great thing about it is it allows you to kind of like, and I was trying to explain, I was explaining this to uh, uh, Brady. Brady Rivera came out. I'm like, start like commanding the forces. Because most oftentimes, if you play tournaments, you know, you, you, you're probably better than most of the players that are out there playing walk-ons, sure. right? Yeah. And, and you, you can like get confidence in, in, in controlling the field and being that, that quarterback, right? By like telling some kids who don't really know how to play paintball or just kind of play for fun here and there, you're like, hey, I'm going to shoot this way. Go run up to that thing and like do this and that. And then like they have a little bit more fun. It's also a good way to find out if there's bad guys on the right. Just send a couple of little guys up there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they made it. Okay, I can go. You know what I mean? Um, so you got a lot of great opportunities and nugs that you can learn as a tournament player if you play also um, in uh, in the scenario side of things. So I'm a, I'm a big advocate there. Um, uh, yeah, again, uh, we should do, who is it? I just saw something about, um, the, the flex parts, dude. I've got them. You can see them. They're, they're everywhere. We got, we oh, got yeah, flex. I got some too. We, got, we were going to do that. Yeah, no, we going to do that. I we, actually, we can do that. Let's do that segment next week. Yeah. This is what we're going to do next week. Um, and shout out to Corin JT, uh, also a supporter of the show. This is my favorite shirt on Dynasty. Oh, wow. Watermelon. This thing yeah. is sweet. Watermelon boy. Um, I was wondering, I don't know if I could wear this. Like, it's the same it's umbrella, kind of the right? same umbrella. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you're allowed to wear Should that. Be able to wear this, but you could you could also recreate it with a um, empire logo, with an empire logo, or even or even, um, you could uh, you could start it with the, um, you could just put the AC Diesel logo on it. Yeah, there you go. It'd go good with those uh, those track suits, those retro <laughs> track suits that we're about to drop. I mean, I mean me too much. I think we're actually going to drop those next Tuesday on the show. Let's go. So, you ready? Look out for that. Yeah, we got we got a fun show coming up next next Tuesday. Um, we're gonna have an in house. We're gonna we're gonna move the studio up there, and we're gonna we're gonna talk. We got some in house chef. We'll do. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna write it. I'm gonna write it down right now in the notes. Um, JT builds. Cause then, Kyle, you could go through all your stuff. I bet you've got a ton of build stuff in there. Yeah, I've got I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think I've got like an eight proflexes or parts at least. Yeah, in here right now, and uh, and we'll we'll do some builds. We'll make some we'll make some stuff. We'll yeah, see I got to get rid of like. some stuff. So if you guys need anything, I got a lot of miscellaneous stuff. Let me know. I so I what I did is I I moved into this new place last what was it Wednesday? Uh-huh. Yeah, Wednesday. And I brought over like all the essentials that I needed, and then I brought like did a, a few more runs. Obviously, all the furniture, got everything set up, and then I was like, I'm gonna wait into and like be here over the weekend and see like how much I actually need. And so like everything else that i've like not brought over right away i don't need them like this is this is great but now i'm like crap it's gonna be hard to like get rid of all this stuff very quickly um but yeah i was like living very like minimal over there and in uh just bare essentials and it's been good it's nice though huh oh it's great 
That's cool. Yeah. I need to come over and check it out. Yeah, it's Obviously. sick. I'm setting it up nice already. There we go. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Jacob, I'm actually pretty good at lenses. Right when we signed with JT, um, I like, I whipped this thing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was, I'm, I'm good at this. And again, that came the from the very first time I ever installed a JT lens. I, I remember when I first got on the team, I think Archie or Yo showed me like uh -huh. one time and it was super difficult the first time and then it became really easy. So yeah, you got to start with the nose. That's the thing. And yeah. I, I learned that, uh, in 1997 on putting it in, putting right? it in, taking yeah. it out, isn't it? Here? Taking it out. Yeah. I just, just you, taking it out. You just get out and just rip it. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think I was like being careful. Yosh was like, you're not going to break it. Just rip yeah, yeah, out. you're not going to break these things. Um, I mean, they're literally like. You, there's like that that one that frame is probably is more than 42 10 years, years old, old. <laughs> it's like at least 42 no, i'm 42 years old almost travis pastrana used to wear those on his dirt bike he's not even that uh old tony hawk that tony was. hawk used to wear them on his dirt bike yeah. on a skateboard and he's skateboarding, yeah, in, the skateboarding the rain. in the rain <laughs> um <laughs> uh the gi clears matt condor i don't know what you're talking about but i'm about to find out um, so, uh, also guys, I uh, just want to, uh, before we jump in with our, with our new guest here, our next guest, or I guess he's a new guest for us. Yeah. Um, we've got Mickey and Mark coming on, uh, here to tell stories, talk a little, little bit about things that they, we haven't talked about on the PTG show over the last two episodes that they were on. Um, if you guys have any questions for them, um, Please throw them in the chat right now, and we'll get uh, we'll get that kind of answered and loaded up. We've got a couple of questions that we want to ask, and um, also I want to know: Has anybody out there uh, checked out their site, the 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 betting site? So I I did uh, mm -hmm. try to check it out today, but we can't access it. So California. yeah, yeah. I well you, you right. So I believe that if you have a um, VPN, I, I think that that's how that's how it works. Again. I'm not really technologically uh, sound. Well, I don't want to call it that. That's not the right. I, you know, I, just, <laughs> I like. I mean, I, I I've heard of Discord, but I don't have Discord. Yeah, there's another word. You know, for it, right? um, savvy. I'm not savvy, right? I got like the things that I have that I need, you know. But uh, my understanding of a VPN was like it was like oh, you know, like so that way they don't know what uh, you know the government can't see what your um, what your searching i'm like well i mean i'm like i don't care what the government knows that i'm on the spick and span show every tuesday and that that yeah. uh that i've got um uh, i'm looking up how to clip cook a cook a, a rack of lamb you know what i mean yeah. like it's all it's all good um i don't really need to hide it but um yeah i know i know ryan moffett knows it and i know that everybody under ryan moffett congratulations on your nomination and the summit awards that's right that's right you were in there back to back back to back um so you do, yeah. Okay. All is there America. any free VPNs out there? Because I know most of them. We have to pay for VPNs. Yeah, I I remember when I was big in the in the crypto um, trading stuff. I, <laughs> I paid for a VPN for a little bit. It was like nine bucks a month. But I actually, and you know what I thought was a little code that I could use it for is <coughs> buying plane tickets in other places. And that's kind of what I wanted to check. Wait, too. why do you want to buy? Because oh, it to might see, be cheap, see if it was if it's cheaper if you're in like, other areas. If like Florida, a Floridian's buying. Yeah, or you could change it to like Bangladesh. the UK or something. Oh, I see. Yeah, because you can. It, it's like a plug-in, and it drops down, and then uh -huh. 
it sits like at the top of your browser and you can pull down and like change your thing to whatever. Yeah, yeah, again, I don't know. Let's see. Um, I've been into crypto since 2012. A VPN is a good tool to have if you're doing... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like that I site. like that. Um, so, Mafia, question, follow-up question there. Have you had a VPN since 2012? Because that will answer the last uh, last portion of possible question that you might you might want to have. Because then I have to think about you. <laughs> I leave my bat my gear bag around. <laughs> mm. um, I I still do a little crypto STK, just not as as wild as I was doing it before. Got mm. a little, I have a little PTSD. So Kyle has PTSD from some crypto rugs and from uh, a game stonk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game yeah. I tried to watch this. that new uh, that dumb money movie because I heard it was really good and it, it made it was a little depressing. It, Kyle's experience with with uh, with the, the they game were stuff, really good. They were great. It was like it was like going to call like a, like a full four year tuition at college. Yes, yes. And then just up in in one day. So I'm taking a little bit of one day. I'm taking a little bit of break of a break. So just to, I'll get the short story. GameStop. When all that stuff was coming out, I was one of those early people that knew. Like, he told me about it. In September, September October, and mm-hmm. I bought a bunch of shares, probably from $2,000, and I got 50000 but then I was like, oh, it's still going to go, and I held it <coughs> and played around with it. That shot down. They kept saying, to the moon, is what they kept saying. Yeah. They said, to the moon. And then crypto was another just like stupid coin, like sh- it's a shit coin is what it's called. Uh, I put two thousand bucks into one of those. That also went to fifty thousand. Uh, I was then, there. We were at a clinic. Yeah, we were at a clinic. We were at a clinic together at AG and Paintball. I, yeah, yeah. And we we're like looking at like it every few hours. Every it was going. It would be like, hey, it's fifteen thousand. We we're at the field. I'm like, it's at thirty thousand. And then it just sank like in seconds. Someone pulled it. Um, so that was just a smooth hundred k. <laughs> That he uh, could have had. That I could have had. To the moon, they said. So I'm a little hurt. <laughs> I got I got damaged. It's like bad relationship. I'm just waiting <laughs> to gather my. Uh, and I do want to point out. Here. I do want to point out. Actually, this is that's a great question for Mickey too, because he gambles a lot, um, obviously. And it's like, when do you know to pull like full, like pull out? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because like this, it'll be good. And, and this is something because like you you hear the story about like everybody, right? Everybody, you hear the story of the person that had a lot and then they didn't, they didn't have any more. Yeah. Right. And it's like, dude, why didn't you sell? Why wouldn't you sell? And I'll tell you why. It's because that feeling and that rush of winning like that big chunk, and you're like, oh my gosh. And if it's moving like at an exponential rate, you're like, wow. I'm gonna be a millionaire. Well, hold on. If I yeah. pull it now, I could have just lose out on a hundred grand. And I think with the way that you and Carter had explained it to me was, I came into this poor, I could leave for. Is what you guys kept shouting to me, and I was like, and "That's what happened." That's true. That's true. I'm gonna go in the other room and sell all mine. That thought process. Yeah, I because you're, you're, it, on you're on a heater. You're on a heater. Yeah, heater. Correctly. You know? um, but yeah, the the smart thing too is like you just you keep getting some of those random wins, those small wins, uh, and then pull all that money back out, and then you still have that initial uh, little chunk of two thousand bucks that I turned into well four thousand bucks into a hundred thousand. I could just use that four thousand bucks again. Um, but learn the learn the lesson there. Uh, yeah, it was. It's interesting how how emotions start to take over. Like no matter what, it's like. Oh, emotions right away. That's it. Um, let me grab the let me grab the meeting ID here so I can send it into him. Um, and, and I don't know. Has anybody else kind of been in there? I I learned the lesson and it's really hard. You're like, ooh, just just try. You got to you got to take the chips off the table. I think, as I say. I mean. 
for me, it's not chips. I don't, I'm not a good gambler whatsoever, but, uh, um, let's see here. <clears throat> a meeting ID. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put this in right now. Um, so I'm going to paste this in. Lafayette said he sold two Bitcoin at $250 a pop. He was 15. He had no clue what it could become. Still made 500 though. There we go. Double your money. Profits, profit. Profits, profit. Oops. Admitting idea. Yeah, I just put it. Push, should push it in. Um, let me type the meeting ID in here. All right, so we've got uh, Mark joining us right now off of Ology, uh, connecting to audio and cannot hear you. Okay. Uh, well, let me get this. What's going on here with this? Um, how do I? Okay, eight five. Mafia, you, you still have a VPN? I know you were saying. I didn't read a few. Oh, yeah, I think he said yes. Have you checked out the gambling site yet? If you have a VPN? <clears throat> yeah, has anybody has anybody uh, done that? It's Kurgo, I think. I believe it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I've got the I've got the link right here. I've got a link at least. Um where is it? Oh, another good story. So I I like set up everything for the for the new apartment. Mm -hmm. And it's like recommended internet AT&T fiber. So I was like, tight, I'll get this. Tight. Order the fiber, everything comes. For like two days, I spend like three hours each day trying to troubleshoot it. Finally, I'm like, nothing's working. The connection's blinking this red light. I do all this research. Talk to some other people. They're like telling me to do those same things. I'm like, I already did it. Kenny's like, have you tried resetting it? I was like, yeah. You don't think I've reset it? Um, anyways, the technician comes out and he looks at it and... The f he's like, there's no fiber connection. They sealed it up and by your front door. It's supposed to go outside and connect. So, you don't have a you don't have a fiber connection. Who told you to get fiber? So I had to uh, oh. redo the whole thing. Oh, that's great. Good for yeah. them. Good for them. All right, let's go. We're gonna jump in here right now. We got the we got it we got it rolling. You guys are both on mute, but let's uh, let's jump on over here to the projector brought to you. These boys over here at Nectar, we got the guest cam popping up. What up, what up boys? boys? <laughs> there we go. Let's get the volume up. If you guys, too, uh, have a computer or your phone there and you want to read the comments while they come in, you can just pull it up and then mute that side of it because um, it's live. Yeah. Let's do this Where one. can I see the comments? On oh, the chat? Yeah. Um, so on the YouTube, on the YouTube uh, site, just go to YouTube and then... <laughs> on the youtube side yeah just you, spick, yeah so we run so we do live on on youtube so it's on spick and span show if you type in. <laughs> <laughs> sorry they're screaming in the background no it's all good it's, yeah here um, actually i'll put a link right now in our uh in our group chat so so we're live we're actually like straight up live right now on yeah, yeah bring it on bring it on yeah i kind of i kind of filled mickey live in a little bit on sunday what am yeah. I looking at? Spick and Span? Yep. It should be episode 179. <laughs> Gambling and paintball. Well, I'm not smart yeah. enough for all this. <laughs> Dude, you got that fancy mic. I know you're I know you're uh you're smart enough for it. <laughs> and I've heard you talk. Oh. I have heard your talk and you're elo you're very eloquent. 
and uh, you've done this before, so I know I know you got that kiss pillow back there, and you've got all that fancy stuff. You can you can for sure. You know, there's another show also called Spick and Span. It's uh, an Asian woman. She does fashion. I'm looking at it right now. No way. <laughs> yeah, it's Spick and Span official channel. Oh wow! Okay. Fourteen thousand subs. Fourteen thousand st- subs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I wonder if there's a way to what am I looking for? I don't, how do I find just type it? in type in Ryan Greenspan on there, and then there should be a live link. You'll 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 all find right, it. Right, there we right. go. There we go. There we go. Um, did you? Okay, so you 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 didn't hear the conversation leading up to this, <laughs> which is which is, yeah, it's pretty. Which is really, like it's it. really good. It's actually uh, uh, pertains to you. Can definitely um, can definitely you can definitely answer some of the question there. On, uh, on what we were, we were gonna we were, we were talking about there. I was tell someone was asking about uh, if I am in the crypto game, and I was telling them that I have you seen that new uh, Dumb Money movie, the GameStop thing. You're you're muted again. I I'm familiar, but I haven't seen it. Well, short story. I I was in it like super early before, uh, like one of those people that could have made a lot of money, and I rode that thing from two thousand bucks up to like. 50 60 grand and then i just held Holy it shit. and lost it all and then i did that with a shit coin and crypto also 2000 bucks at 50 grand rode that thing down down <laughs> and, and and one of the things we were, we we're saying is like you know it's it's easy for you to, it's easy for people to be like dude what why didn't you cash out like you were like you had all that money but then you're like well i was also making money and it's such an exponential rate so quickly and then it's like so when do you cash out? Like how, how many failures or how many times do you have to lose the pot before you cash out? Learn how to like take the take the dub. You talking about a, a crypto like you cashed out earlier? You're saying no, he no no he didn't cash out and got rugged. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Two thousand to fifty thousand to uh, like I put out like three or four thousand. <laughs> Like the, a little the time to cash out is before you lose all your money. That's yes. the time to cash uh, out. Right, that's that's you know that's spoken like you know that that, that you got to take a handful of, of L's before you realize that one. But what if? But what if it keeps going up and you sold? Yo, you want to hear what might be the biggest L in crypto uh, history? <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. It's really bad. All right, so my best friend is the founder of CoinMarketCap.com. Uh-huh. And so he made, you know, crazy buku money and he's like a real nerdy kid. If you go look on my Instagram, he's in all my original like party vlog videos. Mm-hmm. I tagged him and everything. Like, my best friend, right? You can see him in all my videos. So he's the founder of coinmarketcap.com. And um he's total nerd, full-blown crypto. It's his whole life, right? So he's like a die-hard, like live by it, die by it. This is the future, whatever. Dogecoin gets started. And he's like, you're an idiot. He's like, that's not a real thing. There's no tokenomics. There's no utilization. You're an idiot. It's a meme. Like, don't be stupid. Don't be fooled. Right? So the hype starts building real big with uh, Dogecoin. And he's like, he like took it personal. He's like, this is not crypto. Like, this is like a joke, right? It's like a troll. So he goes, I'm going to prove to you how stupid it is. And he started Shiba Inu coin. And so he would do this for all his transactions just to be a troll He'd be like, yo, can I bum a cigarette off you? I'll give you a million bucks. And like, you're going to give me a million dollars for a cigarette. And he goes, yeah, but I'm going to pay you in Shiba. <clears throat> so on your computer, it looks like I really just gave you a million dollars and it's a million dollars, but there's no liquidity. Like You can't pull out the million dollars. It's worth zero. 
Um, and he did this to like prove that Doge was the same as Shiba, which is a total troll. Yeah. So he ends up giving away billions of dollars worth of Shiba Inu oh coin, God. proving this point. A little bit of time goes by, it starts exploding and actually worth the billions that he had like trolled and gave away. So he lost out on billions after creating Shiba Coin. And he became fully suicidal. That's actually not even the funny, it's not a fun part of the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and we spent a really long time, I forget, what, a year, two years, I forget, every single day on the phone trying to talk him off the ledge. You know, it was a very sad time. It was a hard time. Yeah. And then uh, we went on, we did something really great together in the space. And, he, and you know, it sort of came around full circle and he, and he, and he felt whole again. But yeah, he, he gave away Shiba after creating it to prove a point that Doge was useless. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah, that'll get you. So when do you when do you call it? Like what what point in time on the heater do you do you decide to like just cash in? I'm not here for financial. I'm not giving financial <laughs> I like Mark's answer. It's it's before you lose. That's yeah. uh yeah, you cash out before you lose. Yeah, cash out before you lose. Always drink seltzer. You can never go wrong with those two answers. <laughs> Never shave your beard. Never shave your beard. Good man. <laughs> I mean, I do because I can't grow a beard, but but I but I, I get it. I get it. It's a it's, it's a thing. You're, you're not really shaving anything if you can't grow one. You know, you're not shaving anything. You know, <laughs> you're just putting a razor to your face. And and actually, the other thing is, I don't live in the snow, right? Like, I feel like you need to have like that's a that's a thing you need to you need to have when you're when you you you're you're you drive a snowplow, right? Is one of the things you do. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do road construction and maintenance, and I also drive trucks when they, yeah, when it snows to plow snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it's actually kind of annoying. So, I, right, I'm from New Jersey. I moved out here a couple of years ago, and when I first moved out here, I don't know why in my head I'm like, obviously everyone knows I'm not from around here, <laughs> and so people, someone would say something to me, and and I'd be like, do I fucking look like I'm from around here or something? And every single time they're like. <laughs> Yeah, actually, you look like you spent your whole life here. Yeah, yeah, the, the beard. But when you open your mouth like that, I know for a fact you're from the East Coast. <laughs> Yo, do I fucking look like I'm from here? <laughs> oh, Yo, Ryan, you want to know a funny story I always wanted to tell you? Yes. So when I took, you know, I played paintball like mm -hmm. when I was a kid, right? Mm -hmm. And I took like most of my life off and I just came back. So, but my brother always played. So he would tell me about like, who's a star player these days or whatever. And he would talk about this Ryan Greenspan guy, right? Like, you know, he's one of the best. And like, if, you know, I got to watch him and all this. And I go, Ryan Greenspan? I go, I just left Ryan's house right now. And he's like, no way you know Ryan Greenspan. And you know, I was like, yeah, I literally know Ryan. Sound like a screenshot of like me and him together. I'm like, yeah, like my boy. <laughs> my best friend in my 20s name is Ryan Greenspan. No way. Yeah. Dude, does he play hockey? I don't think so. Uh. I don't think he's capable of being athletic at all. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of Ryan Greenspan. Though, no, there? I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a lot. I know there are a couple. You know, like because there is one. If you Google my name, like out in like the bottom of the first page or like the second page, you know, there's like there's someone who I think I think he plays hockey. You know, there's only one Kyle Spigot. I know him. He lives in yeah, not far up in Oceanside. Yeah, this guy. I guess he random. This dude messages him and he goes, "Hey, man." Um, a bunch of people keep messaging me thinking that they're, they're, I'm, I'm you asking me for paintball stuff, asking me for paintball stuff. And then they like became friends. <laughs> you know who Ryan Deegan is? Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Deegan. 
Yeah, are you gonna do you tell me that do you tell people that you guys are not related because you guys look identical? You are I, so crazy. many people tell me that. Who is this? He's like a motor motorcycle motocross guy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Pull up a side by side. Pull his photo up. Let's <laughs> up the right do a now. quick comparison, and then do an AI comparison. <laughs> They're gonna have one photo. Oh wow! You should Hold talk on. to your mom. I don't know where she was. <laughs> this guy <laughs> doesn't look. <laughs> <years> ago, but... <laughs> yeah, I wonder how old. Yeah, this guy doesn't look like me. Does he look like me? Come on. He's probably only two years older than you. Hold on. I gotta find. I'm. I'm gonna. A little I'm, bit. I see it. I guess right here. Kinda. Come on, bro. Hold on. I'm gonna find a picture. <laughs> it's a jawline. I'm. I'm gonna pull. It's I'm, a little more than a jawline. Hold on. You guys, on, dude. A lot of people uh, have said that to me. Um, this guy's a big time bro. <laughs> like this. Here it is. This, a, this is me. Temecula. He's SoCal Temecula. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. He is. It's not impossible that, you know. Yeah. I'm from Northern California, pal. I'm from Northern California. You guys from, need to check the 23 and me. I'm pulling I'm pulling up some of these pictures. Uh <clears throat> Okay, I'm going to I got I got I got three I got three pictures that I'm going to say no on, but uh hold on, let me uh you can't cherry pick the bad ones either. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me get a slideshow going here. Okay, let's add. Uh, add five. You play we both days. The show, we said in the beginning of the show we were coming with the T, and now we're coming out with it right here. I, I, yeah. I, I like it. Here's I like the it. T. Ryan Greenspan <laughs> and Brian Deegan are brothers. Dude, imagine oh, that. Shit. Imagine the imagine the drop there. So here's a couple. Hold on, this one doesn't work. Let me let me get. Uh, let I me see get it on the YouTube. I see it on the YouTube. Hold yeah. on, I'm fine. I'm finding some. Do you see any here that look kind of? Don't play with me. That's you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> kind of does. Does it really? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, bro. That's you. <laughs> I don't see Make it. Make the face. Make the face. Right there. Do it. Hand in the air. Which which one? Like. <laughs> I, oh, this one's lagging. Oh yeah, yeah. That's you. Bro. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Here's, there's a, there's another one right here. This one I can... you would try to use the muscle one. You don't have that big of muscle. Hold on. Hold on. Why, did I, why did it get so big? Hold on. Let me resize this. Holy shit! Same fucking photo. Oh no shit! Really? Let's see what everybody else is saying. Hold on. I got I got to read the I got to read the comments. Is everybody saying that this looks like me? Oh hell yeah! Incredible. Hell yeah. I see it. Everybody everybody says it. Someone said that guy's definitely taller than you. Uh, you think so? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Damn, yeah. dude, you I like I get that I get that a lot actually, which is kind of funny. <laughs> that's, oh, that's great. Uh, okay, all right. Well, hey, I'll take it. He's cool, right? Is he? He's cool. Yeah, he's he rips. Cool. He rips. Yeah, his whole family. So he was one of the founders of Metal Militia, and mm -hmm. he's super gnarly on a bike. Um, he, he has two sons and a daughter. One of his sons is the leading pro 250 motocross and supercross rider right now going for the championship he's like top dog and probably like the most clouded of the riders in the, in the pro league right now and his daughter uh, his other son is younger also a great rider mm -hmm. and his daughter is one of the top nascar truck racers in the circuit she races for nascar oh and she's killing it out there yeah yeah she's top dog also so the yeah. whole family is top dog in action sports and then their other son ryan is a top dog in paintball <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I get it. <laughs> Took me a second there. Hey, that one. Uh, Mark, how old's your daughter? You say you have a daughter? Yeah, my daughter is uh, two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, excellent, yeah. dude. Great. Yeah, it's it's gonna be, it's all it's all getting getting real fun from here. Does she Holy have a crap, does, dude? 
Does she have a jelly blaster it's, yet? She uh, she doesn't have a gel blaster. We got um, so, so we have we have two kids. We have a, a boy's about to be eight, and then oh. our daughter as well. And yeah, and uh, so we got uh, they're like not really gel blasters. We're gonna have to get the legit versions. Obviously, gel blasters the way to go. But uh, <laughs> the we have these other ones, and they suck. They're just like random pistols, and they don't stay charged, and they suck at shooting. Like they're a BB gun, it hurts. And she shoots Dude, it's almost like a BB gun. Yeah, they actually <laughs> really stuck. But, but but my daughter's man cool since 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 my girl was pregnant with her till like three years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I always watch people. So like you know, then I'm hanging out with my kids. She's watching people. She's growing up. We're watching people on TV. She comes to the field, whatever. And so I give her my gun, and she just runs around the house, you know, carrying the gun and stuff. It's mad cool, you know. That's yeah. what we all do with the kids. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what that's what my daughter. She's five now. But I, I think at about two and a half, two like right when she can kind of like balance herself well enough with an object in her hand i was like ah, try this gel blaster thing and i mean she grabbed it and went pointed it straight at the dog and was about to let the dog have it but i think like maybe in like in like a couple months uh when i you're playing the wcppls right yeah okay when i when when you come down when when we go out for that one i'll, I'll bring some i've got a couple extra you can you can bring bring up the legit ones uh up to the kids hell yeah the kids they're, love it they're fun yeah. man i, I love i love those things uh they're like such a great entry into into getting like anybody involved in paint and paintball really um yeah and they don't hurt as bad like right now i can it's a kind great of shoot, invention i can shoot Genius slow with them right now she doesn't like it come compact you just fill up water mm-hmm. it's, it's great mm-hmm. not expensive yeah, no, they're, they're perfect. You can shoot them inside the house. It's great. You know what I mean? Like you walk up to your wife, whatever, and you're yeah. just like, yo, what's that? Yeah. Ran the butt, you know? They don't even notice. <laughs> I remember really my mom was gone like all day one day on a weekend. Me and my friends that played paintball went in there with airsoft guns, like the little electric ones. And we probably shot about 50,000 pellets in there. And they left little, de- little tiny minute dents all over the house on the wall and then left the uh, airsoft bullets all on the ground. She was not happy. 40,000 of them. I remember because we bought a big jug. We used them all. That was not good. It's almost it's almost excessive because they send you packages like that. They're yeah. like, here's five billion little jug blaster bowls. Yeah. <laughs> like, I and gotta like, use them. What am I gonna do with this? Yeah. Can't yeah. waste them. Um, what else? Mickey, you play both both days this weekend or just uh, Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played both. No, I played both days. I'm making up for lost time. Yeah, no, I, you know, I was talking, Austin, I, when we were talking to you, I was uh, telling you, like, I since I start, saw you first at the field to now, you already, like, made leaps and bounds of progress. It's, it's cool to watch because it's not, Actually, it's harder yeah, for people to do that. Go ahead. I wanted to ask you specifically. So I did uh, play the game, right? Mm-hmm. And so out of all four of you, out of Ryan, Tyler, and Marcelo, you have watched me play more than any of them. How do you think I play? Give it to me for real. So I, you just obviously, and this is not just with you, it's with everyone, is like has have to get more understanding of the game and experience. And the only way to do that is is through playing lots of repetitions, what you're getting in. And like I told you, playing against harder people because it forces you to learn a lot faster. Um, but what... What's impressive to see is like your body mechanics are getting a lot better. Like before, you're, it was you're kind of unstable and like the way that you were like looking at areas and how far out of, out of uh, like a bunker you were when you're snap shooting has like like been fine tuned down. Um, and so like some some of the times I would like be watching like the point in general and then you would you would get shot or something and come out and then I was like oh I didn't even notice that because your body mechanics are 
like a completely different person than you were like even a few months ago. Um, so, you know, I think it's just understanding a little bit. It's reaction reaction time, I think, which comes with, with playing a little bit more and getting more experience. And once you have that, like your, your switches and everything will be faster. Because like right now it will be like, you know, the competition that's at ASG, especially like Saturday, Sunday on that field is like... I'm only playing against pros. Yeah. I don't yeah. ever practice against semi-pro or D2. I'm only practicing against pros. Yeah, and that team that I, that I Malice and I coach over there, like they're, they're, a lot of them have played pro and they're playing semi-pro, they're good. Like they think they could handle a little bit in, in pro. Um, but yeah, I think it's like, you know, you're playing a guy and then maybe he, he doesn't shoot you, you don't shoot him, and then you still have dominance of him. He might think of a creative way, and so you kind of got to put your mind into his and like how how else am I exposed here? And that might be like when you get like if someone comes a bunker you highway and you're looking down the tape, you know, putting yourself into the all those different situations faster. And I think you know along with as you're playing, your fundamentals are are gaining really fast. So I'm playing D two again this year. How do you think I stack up in a D two field as an individual player? I mean, the biggest asset I think that you need to go with too is like, um, is using your aggression um, and being like first to the punch because going, I think that's the hardest part. Um, Like going toe to toe with some of the better D2 players have been playing for a a long time as far as like fundamentals and like snap shooting and gunfighting with those guys. I think that's where they have an advantage on you. So, you know, with your team that you're going to play with, I would. Utilize like, hey, put me in the in a spot that I'm going to be able to get somewhere aggressively quick and surprise them and then get like the free kills. But you also can't do that, you know, three to six times every single point. So you're going then you're also going to need to play those other points and then chill and then be like also cater to be a little bit more passive on your gun battles. Because like I think that's probably the only, you know, is just is being great with the fundamentals. That's the only thing that might kind of separate you um, from those other, like the upper half, I guess, or like the top 10 D2 teams. You're not going to hurt my feelings, by the way. I'm here for all the real feedback, just so you know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying it's like, it's mainly just fundamentals and understanding the game. So I'd say like when you go that, you'll just learn by playing in that division. But, you know, if you're when you're gunfighting with those guys, it's not you're not as, as good as them. So I would be a little more passive on that. Where uh, okay. Mar, um, Mar, where do you play on the field, Mark? You play the snake, right? Uh, yeah, I just play front. It just turns out that my, <clears throat> everyone on my team just tells me to go and run, so I just play front. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, the snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Everybody can play the Doritos. Like that shit's easy. Right, if, I like if but I, I do too. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you can like, be on your feet. Yeah, you can. After you have your head down, like shit, what's happening? All right, yeah. I guess I gotta move. But I'll tell you what, and for everybody listening, and I, I tell people this all the time, it's like if you can be the snake, if you can, if you're the snake guy, if you can be the snake guy, you're gonna be the guy, right? There's like, yeah, there's ten of top guys in the world, and they're all the snake guys, you know. Um, and then there's a huge gap between pretty much like le- like the seven through 10 and then the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so if you can get as many reps in that, in that number one spot up in the front in the snake and then play the number two and kind of like f- fight, your, be able to fight your way into a, that spot. Um, it's going to be, and then especially with the new fucking 
catastrophe that was released this year with snakes everywhere, yeah, <laughs> um, you're gonna have a huge advantage, right? Yeah, it is hard because especially like like you're saying in the Doritos, it's right theoretically easier, right? Because you're on your feet, you have Vision. all this. You have, it's huge. They're huge bunkers. Yeah, you can do anything you want, and you can come out on multiple different sides. When you're in the snake, right? Everyone's like, okay, well, his option is to go from here to here. Mm-hmm. We like we know this, you know what I mean? So it, there's obviously, as you know, as everyone knows, but you know, there's a lot, a lot of shit you got to figure out. It's like, you know, so, right? I'm always dealing with the people on my team. They're like, well, why aren't you doing this at this point? And I go, it's just you guys had, you know, we're not playing the snake on this layout. You can give me your input, and I'll use your input, but I need you to understand and trust the fact that I, I will get this job done. But it has to be at my own pace certain times. You know, sometimes you want me to go SOB, it's no problem. Mm-hmm. But I need you to understand, like, this has to be at my own pace because I have my own rhythm of going from A to B. Sometimes I'll go from A to C to B all the way back to C. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, there's just a lot of different done, level, you know? levels to it. Mm-hmm. And you have to change your, your speed and your routes and your uh, just what you're doing to, like, constantly keep the other team. Because as you get into these higher divisions, I mean – it's like you're there's a lot of like reverse psychology that goes into it too because it's mm-hmm. like uh, it narrows down the farther you go into a tournament of like where everyone's kind of doing the same shit and everyone's fairly equal fundamentally wise um and then it's like all right well how can i outsmart this guy how can i bait him into like overextending um and that's where a lot of uh you know it's like you're switching how aggressive you are and maybe you're aggressive for a ton of points and then you stay back and you just don't you just survive um and that while you work on another side of the field and it's under also like cataloging how the points have went down um like pressure wise so that you can relay that back um hopefully you have a good coach that knows how to like break down that analysis um and then your other players like this guy's i i've been like fucking him up in the snake and then knowing like maybe after like two or after two or three points if you fucked a uh team up in the snake and they're a decent team they're not gonna let you do it again so that's like having the like wherewithal to understand that right away and bring that back to your team you're like look don't or i'm sure you guys have had that feeling too where you're like man i just did this like four points in a row i do not feel like i shouldn't do this the fifth point and you get shot off the break or like they stop you or there's in a spot um that surprises you it's like there's a lot of trusting your intuition too and instincts um, to be able to like take a step back and be like, hey, maybe this is what's been happening. I've been fucking them up. We got to change it a little bit. So, because you want longevity to go back to being able to do that later. Exactly. In the match. I try. I I try to tell like I try to like help you know the the lower guys, the lower divisional guys at like the local field I'm at because everyone just wants to go snake off break every point. I'm gonna make it. It's no problem. I just want to get a snake and and do this. I'm like, I try to explain like a very simple story that happened. It was in Chicago with the Chicago snake, right? You could th- pretty much go SOB every point and it was just, let's win the snake. So we're, when we're in Chicago this year, I tell this story to these lower division guys sometimes. And I go, listen, I went snake off break almost every single point that I played, right? Which was quite a bit of the points. And one point I'm like, I'm like, guys, what's the game plan? And they're like, you want to go, where do you want to go? I was like, I think I'm going to go to the corner. Let's send me a snake corner. And I'm just going to hang out. And so, because the, the other team we're playing had a very aggressive snake player. So I'm like, just send me to snake corner. I'm going to go snake corner. I'll make it. I'll stay alive. Let's just figure it out from there. So that we all make it alive. So it's five on five. 
and the other team is like, no problem, because I'm not engaging down the wire. Obviously, someone has to control the wire. That's how you control the snake in that game, in that in that layup. So I let them control the wire. They got the guy in the snake. He came all the way to our snake one, not even where that W was, right? Mm-hmm. So he's not even behind a bunker anymore. Everyone on my team is yelling at me, yo, he's in our snake one. And I'm like, it's okay. Just don't look at him. Just don't look at him. We got this. And they're like, yo, and there's a guy in the, you know, the Seattle, that little stand-up mini brick, right? And I'm like, just whatever you do, just don't look this way. Just don't look. And they're like, okay, okay. They're pissing, they're pissing. I'm like, okay, now I have a second. I come out, now I shoot the wire. I snap him out. We're good. Don't worry, right? This guy thinks he's the safest guy in the world. It's just patience, right? I go snake off break every point. I'm like, I'll go to the corner. Let them come. Boom, kill their snake guy. Okay, no problem. Now we got a guy moving down the Dorito side. He's freed up. Goes, he gets a couple kills. Now they got kill a snake corner. Now they fill our snake three again. My dude's like, yo, they're in our snake three. No problem. Run down the highway, bunker him, bunker the last guy who win the points. No problem. <laughs> you know, so like, just like you're saying, it's 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 all about, right, doing this, doing this, doing this, but knowing when to not do this. And hopefully when you choose not to do it, that was the right time to, yeah. to change up your game. Yeah. <clears throat> do you guys have, who's your coach? We don't have a coach. Oh, shit. Okay. We street ball the hell out of this. That's that's All how right. I play paintball. <laughs> we street ball. <laughs> uh, Mickey, you guys have uh, uh, David. David Ramirez is our coach. Yeah. 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 I, I like that. Yeah. He's he's great. Um, yeah. I think actually, I don't know. I don't know about anything past Vegas, but for Vegas, I think it was set up on purpose so all of Aftermath and their camp can support us when we're playing our points. So I think when we get David, we also get the rest of the Aftermath guys and Wayne okay. and hell yeah. Nice. Assuming Mike and whoever else also to coach. Well, maybe there's some residual bodies over there that can, can help out the ology boys. I'm telling you, the the biggest the biggest thing that you guys are gonna have. It's like it's funny because it, it it's what literally separates the top four teams from the rest of the league. Yeah. You know, I was talking to uh, uh, one of the guys out out there from Hawaii. Uh, Royce is like, yeah, we're trying to get a coach for the WCPPL because like. It just makes a huge difference when when there's a there's one of the reasons that Marcelo and Kyle's team were in, were the, in finals the finals every... against each other every single time. One of the reasons that PB Fit and Blast Camp were also in the finals together. It's obviously eighty percent, ninety percent their talent, right? But then there's a huge portion of that that's their preparation in the pit, having people help you in the pit, um, and having that all dialed in so you're not like frantic, um, and then having a coach. And now even if you kind of like give that coach or whoever it is like just delegate their 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 level of of uh responsibility if it's just like let's just call the lines yeah or just you watch what the other guys are doing and call the lines and we'll just i've always joked like we'll just roll the dice literally like have some dice on the table and we'll have six six fucking game plans and you just roll it and be like all right cool we're gonna do game plan four game plan three and game plan four again you know like, i mean i would put it down to like three main components of like why mm-hmm. a good coach is important obviously scouting he need you and if you don't have the coach you need other players that can scout the teams that you're going to play so you have data going into those matches when you play them um, the second thing is as you start to get up into the like later matches with those top teams everyone again like i'm saying is as good as each other pretty much so you have to be able to figure out ways to what, what i like to call steal points like is a guy going slow into like an insert bunker if if we can just shoot that guy off the break, maybe put a few guns on that guy and get him off the field and put us in a five on four, that's probably most likely going to be that point's going to go to us. And then the last one um, is adjusting. 
because all, with all three of these things, maybe not the scouting uh, a player can do this, but you need someone that has like that bird's eye view of everything that's going on. So you know, you know where your team is having success. And as a coach, I look at where my team's having success. And then I go back to the data that I have on the team that we're playing. And if we've won two points in a row, I go, all right, now I know how they're going to adjust and how we beat them. This is what they do when other teams have done this to them before. And this is how they got back in the game. Because a lot of times when you don't have a coach, and we see it like constantly in the in the pro league with good teams, a team's losing 3-0, and then the other team comes back, and now it's tied. So to be able to have like a coach that can stay on top of, like if when the other team adjusts, you adjust in front of them, and you keep that lead. Uh, and that's the biggest thing, because a lot of times the the teams that's losing, you see it in even other pro sports. Like they, A lot of times they come back even it up, tie it up, um, or come back to win. Guys, Mark, how come you guys don't have a coach? You're one of the most like beloved group of guys in the in the league. Everybody wants to help. You guys have a great chance of winning. Why don't you have a coach? A lot of it, you know, a lot of it comes down to, you know, financials really at the end of the day. That's, mm-hmm. that's a big aspect, obviously, right? You know, it's, you know, it, to, get, to get the best, right? You have to pay for the best. And it, it becomes, you know, this, this little difficult balance of where does the money go and how do we spend it mm-hmm. and who is available as well. You know, so last season we had Thomas, right? Thomas Taylor was was there to, to the best of his abilities to coach us as often as possible. Obviously, it becomes a little difficult, obviously, when the players are also playing or the coaches are playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets a little difficult, you know. That's but- so crazy because right before this podcast, Ryan Greenspan told me that he would coach Ollie through semi-pro. I, yeah, I would. I've got, I've got my, I've got my hands full with the Southern California teams. I got Narcos. We're playing Premier now too. I've got Omega and D three and D four. It's been, it's been said. It's been in the air. It's in the air. It's in the air. I said it first, so that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Even like Mouse and I, we're not coaching the because the TJ Bastards are playing semi pro at NXL. We can't. We're not. Uh, Nikki, that you help coach with the Ironman, she's coaching them for for NXL because we don't. It's it's kind of tough when we're at. At those events, you kind of have to be it's like... It's hard. Oh. It's 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 basically impossible. You can't do it. You know, so a lot of it, for us at least, a lot of it relies on... Um, I'm going to give a shout-out real fast to Dad. It's not my actual father. This is what we refer to him as. Everybody can have their own, just figure out who Dad is. You know who it is. And uh, so we rely a lot on him and his brain for, for scouting and truly being like the grounding force of our team. And we picked him up halfway through last season, and it was like... Truly, like in my opinion, probably the greatest thing that this team did was was pick this guy up, um, and uh, he does a lot of that scouting, a lot of the keeping us grounded and focused. And then we also have, uh, hey V, come here, come here, say hi. Hey. There we go. Hey, pretty hey, girl, how you doing? Who is hi. That right there? Hi. There. <laughs> okay, go go, mama. I love you. Mark, you know who I think is available to coach? He coached me. He coached me in Cup, and I know what his cost is, and his cost is very reasonable. That dude, I think his name is George Zimmerman. He coached me at my team at Cup, and I, I I don't really know how he lines up as a coach. I just know that he's not going to be coaching the suspects this year like he did last year. And uh, David Ramirez did vouch for him. Like me and him, me and David have spoken about George. So I'm led to believe he's a good coach, and he coached me a cup, and we did pretty good. And I know his costs are reasonable, if that helps you at all. Okay. 
take a note of that. Absolutely. Pace it on. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. You definitely want to get some guys, you want to get somebody out there to like help call the shots. And I'm still, yeah. and I, I, I throw that, like that, that idea of, of kind of like getting some game plans, figuring out what works and just kind of like, ro- like literally rolling the dice. I, I throw that around with like the divisional teams that don't have coaches sometimes. I have not yet to hear uh, if anybody, if it works at all. Oh, here we go. Orlando says Grayson Gladstone is, uh, is also good. And Grayson's on aftermath. Uh, doesn't have is not. I don't believe he'd be playing the the event. Um, Blake oh, Yarbrough's having Jewish. He's also Jewish. Stolt. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a chosen one. Which which we are. Which we are. So uh, it, I heard that. The stars I heard that. Aligning yeah. right here. It goes well with the accent. It goes well with the accent. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I actually I actually have the Hormesis uh, Star of David band up there. Oh, I don't there actually wear any of my Hormesis bands, so it's just kind of sitting up there. Uh, I don't have one of those. No, no, I don't. I didn't. I didn't yeah, get one of those. Alex, like, what the hell? Um, what uh, what kind of headgear do you wear? Uh, hype. I wear hype. Hype headbands. The guy Ian from Hype actually lives down the street from me. Okay. Like a, a one minute drive, and he was the guy who did um a lot of the what the hell were they called the Picassos, the Hormesis Picassos that everyone loved. The Hormesis so, Picassos. I don't even know what those are. I got to give a shout out to to Mickey. He's been a Tiger Wear rider since we first met. Oh, really? Yeah. Always rocking this weekend. Appreciate you. I got a, yeah, I wear a, I got a, what is it, a one of four Tiger Wear uh, headband? One of four. We didn't even make that one. It's like this Stan Digi Camo Tiger Wear headband I wear over my violin shiesty. And I got Tiger Wear gloves. Oh, yeah. There we go. Get you some more, too, for, for NXL. Hey, can you make me, by chance, a custom Tiger Wear headband? I can. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that then. I'll get uh. Well, after the show, just um, shoot me like some what you were thinking. The collab. Uh, yeah. 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 For sure. All right. Well, let's hear. It. Hold on. Let's design it right now. What? What would? What would? What would we got? What do we? What would be on there? So, so originally I was gonna wear. So, I'm a little bit. I'm. I'm. I'm still working on this thing you guys call ag, right? So <laughs> stop. On stop. Hold on. I just want to push pause. Ryan here. doesn't call it. But that's still here. a thing. There are a couple people that that was like a cool. You know, and I think when you guys were kids, how old are you right now, actually? Well, how old are you guys? I'm 32. 32? Okay, then, yeah, you follow right into that. I'm 30. Yeah, I'm 30. 30 and 32? Yeah. 33, yeah, that's, okay. So, your guys' generation, okay? You go ahead, now play. Now push play. <laughs> All right. So, I'm still working on what my ag is exactly, but I wore a mask and cup that had two straps on it, and it felt so secure on my face. So, I was going to do two custom straps, but I don't know who makes straps. Like, I haven't even got that far yet. And then I was thinking, because I don't know who makes straps, headbands probably easier. I wanted one. Now, I don't say curse words, but I, what I wanted to say is one, just F-U-C-K-Y-O-U. And then the second headband would say kill me. But I, I, I have um, some custom um, Lux Idols coming this year. And I think I'm going to just put those words on the guns. So I don't want to have those words like everywhere. It's just too much. Yeah. So I got to think about it. I might just write the word suicidal across the headband, but for every letter, put like a dollar sign, a euro sign, a pound sign, stuff like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, just send me whatever pictures too, and then I'll start getting. Why don't you cuss? Back yeah. in. Huh? Why don't you cuss? Um. So I mean, I so like almost eight years ago, I quit cursing. Okay. My thought was, my thought was that uh, you can't create or destroy energy, only transfer it. So if every nanosecond of time my brain saved by not cursing, I had calculated roughly at the end of every month I had accumulated an extra two hours of brain time that my competitors didn't have. Ooh. Um. <clears throat> okay. So two things, and I think I have this in my uh, notes anyway. I wanted to ask you: Are you you're pretty good at math, or do you just like to do you like I, to sit and, and I would think? Say I'm, 
I'm slightly above average, probably at math, but it's something I always understood. It's the same in every language and it applies equally everywhere. That's true. And it runs everything. How do you feel about the word hate? The word hate, H-A-T-E? H-A-T-E. Um, it depends on what context it's used. Like I, I hate, really like I hate tomatoes. I don't really use that word because it's mm -hmm. so strong because I think everything is contextual. Like, mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, I strongly dislike tomatoes, right? <laughs> yeah, but there are certain times where if it wasn't for a tomato, I happen to really like ketchup with my french fries. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I hate tomatoes, but I really enjoy ketchup with my fries. So how can you hate the same item that you love in a different context? Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic definition um, and ex explanation of it. That's exactly how I would I would say it as well. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to like get rid of that word out of my vocabulary specifically. And again, I, I don't. This is no this is no knock on the on on damage or anything like this. It has nothing to do with them. Um, and I don't feel like like equally as strong in the other direction with the word love. Like I'm not. That's not where I'm getting at. I just feel like that word is just so. I mean, if I if I use it, I'll catch myself. I'll be like, yeah, well, I don't man, really hate uh, that. I yeah. just you know what I mean. Especially if you're like, oh, I hate that person. You're like, oh, I just feel just not good about saying that's that. That's a deep one. Is when you hate somebody. Yes. That's a whole different level. That's a whole different level. It is like, I could be like, yeah. ah, I don't really get along with him. Ah, I don't really like that guy. But I, that's that. I don't well, really. I even most, say that you know, very most, often. Most of the time, when someone says I hate somebody, they don't really know the person that yeah. they're saying they hate. Yeah. yeah. And then, how many times have you been in a circumstance where you really couldn't stand somebody from afar? You get stuck in a position where you're one on one, and by the end of it, you go, "We're so relatable." Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of people with me. <laughs> a lot of yeah, people, he's kind of an, ass of he's kind like of an asshole sometimes. They think I'm an asshole, but then they're like, oh, you know, he's not such a bad guy. Yeah. Thank gosh I don't you know, have to hang big, out with him so much more. He's just blunt. You know, big, big issue I have when someone says, like, I hate somebody is or hate anything. And for me, I think because I live so fast and so, like, I'm moving so quickly and fluidly through different things in my whole life with no pauses or rest time. I'm constantly evolving and I notice things that I hated at one point in my life are either not relevant or something I utilize today. Mm -hmm. So it's such a strong commitment. If you were to go and like have to tattoo the thing that you claim you hate in 10 years from now, will you still represent that same tattoo? That's a great, that's a great, uh, Ooh. yeah, that's, I think, well, actually I think you can, me personally, now this is talking to three other guys who have <laughs> lots of tattoos. I feel like you could say that about every tattoo that anybody gets. You could be like, eh, this one's not, uh, this one didn't age well. <laughs> this one yeah, didn't age, yeah. like, I don't know. I, I, can, speak on, I can speak on tattoo heavy. I've been removing mine for five years and if I could snap my fingers and have none, I definitely would. Uh, I think tattoos are a terrible idea. I discourage everyone from getting them. Don't get tattoos. And if you want, I'll go on a tattoo tangent. But yeah, but with the hate thing, it's like we're such evolving creatures and people and we change mm -hmm. what we used to hate. We no longer have a, a even thought about these days. So it's strong to make a stance that I hate a person or hate a thing because mm -hmm. some time from now, it could be a week or a year or yeah. a decade, you might love that thing. And that can apply to so much too. I'm like constantly use this little example that I like when I'm like having a conversation with someone and they're like, no, this is like how I think. And it's always going to be like this. And I'm like, did you like, uh, let's say Brussels sprouts or broccoli as a kid? Like, no. I'm like, do you like it now? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. There we go. <laughs> like you're always, yeah, you're, it's, it's weird to, to, I think a lot to be so like stern on, on something that you're like, I'm not going to change my mind about this ever. So let's hear it. What, what's your worst tattoo, Mickey? 
my singular worst off all of them (laughs) let me me think i don't know like which one do i hate the most um i'm not a fan of my forehead tattoo um half of it's removed now i don't know if you can see it we can't hear in a second hold on yeah it's uh let's see starting to come out yeah it's it's like this where this half is almost completely gone and this half is like half faded my homie rest in peace bookstar he's a icon he wasn't he will always forever be an uh, iconic tattooer if you ever go to a tattoo shop and you see all like the black and gray chicano like flash in all the books he created that style like he's he's the godfather of that book b-o-o-g bookstar he passed away a few years ago unfortunately but we were close he tattooed me a few times but what happened with my forehead i was real young we were close i met him at his hotel room at 7 a.m and full night of partying and uh, he fell asleep a few times with the needle still in my skin, and it was quite an ordeal, you know. And Damn. and the whole—if you actually look close enough, the whole thing's actually crooked. It starts like high up on my hairline and goes down. Yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> I want to go back to you said um, just as far as like feeling like you're above average with math. Do you do you feel like that's been helping you yet with paintball? Because it's definitely going to be a, a part of it. I think it is It is a numbers game when you start playing people where everyone on the field is really good. I haven't seen the application of math on the field yet. I'm sure it's there. I think more so it's like geometry and angles. And uh, I happen to have excelled in geometry because I, I, um, I was self-taught and I took the whole grade twice, both times on my own. I was in juvenile prison and it was like this homeschool method where you teach yourself. So for my 10th grade, when I was in juvenile prison, I took all of 10th grade on my own. I tried to teach myself and try to understand it. Then I transferred to a different uh, facility and the first one actually gave me a fake diploma. So when I got to the second one, they said, you never graduated the 10th grade. And I had to repeat it again. And it was another self-taught version of homeschool. So geometry specifically, not only am I fully self-taught and graduated from, but I did it twice on my own. So I feel like that's good. Uh, my, my, I think my bigger issue with the application of geometry on the field is I'm still, as you kind of said, with where I'm coming out from the bunker, I don't quite have the field awareness and I'm still learning my own team's bunker calls sometimes. So like this like fast-paced yelling of code words, which changes at every single practice and every single event, and I'm still working on like the first one, you know, the basics. <laughs> it <laughs> shouldn't like, change. It should kind of, this is a, 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 a like a public service announcement. Your code should be the same from practice to practice and the whole season. Well, the field changes, so I'm trying to learn which was Seattle, which is it should be which like that, and which is money. It should be like all like it should it should be in a succession, right? Like they should all you shouldn't be like all right, the Seattle's on the in the in the center fifty on this one, and then it's the Dorito one on that one, and it's the Snake two on the other one. Like it, it should always be on that like quadrant. So it's see, so Seattle is usually the opposite, like the opposite of Utah, right? It would be like the back Snake side, the but insert, not the, snake the insert spot. Yeah, but not the God, right? Yeah, right. The God stays. Like this past weekend, like you were there, Kyle, like there was two snake inserts. Yeah. And then there was technically no home. The home was like at like the 45, 45, and it was in the center. Yeah. So we called that one Seattle. We called the first insert God and the second one money. So now I'm playing up the center, so I'm trying to understand the Seattle to the 50. You know what I mean? That could be confusing too if the God is like pushed back in the back of the field. We, we yeah, didn't do so, that. We called that uh, Aztec that was connected to the first snake. We called that God. 
And then the we called that God, and then that first like snake W or whatever we were calling money. Mm-hmm. But like money's not a consistent call that you know for me anyway. Mm-hmm. So like I'm getting in there and someone's screaming like all these different bunker names, and instead of me like muscle memory knowing where the angle is, I have to think to myself which bunker is that and try to picture the layout before I come out. And then I'm like rearranging myself for the angle. And, and that, and that's that... not like unheard of. That's not unheard of. Like people do that. That's like a thing that happens quite often, especially when you're learning a layout, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. we have to figure it out. If you don't walk it and you don't study it for a week or a weekend or a whole day before you actually walk, or before you actually play the layout, like it's not unexpected that that can happen to players. It happens to me. I'm sure it happens to them. It happens to all of us. You have to sort of be like, yo, Seattle. And you're like, which fucking one do we see? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, no problem, you know? That's what's happening to me. And in addition, I now have David and Wayne Woodruff and very often Mike Hinman yelling from the sideline. <laughs> when I'm the Those so guys I'm like to, to yell. I'm running aftermath drills, right? So I'm, I, I'll am i be on the aftermath line running drills, getting the pressure as if I'm like really the aftermath starter <laughs> from three guys that I, I can't, you know, respond mm-hmm. back to. And they're screaming at me about Seattle. And I'm like, I don't know which one Seattle is today. You get two con- contrasting coaches, too, because, I, I mean, I know you played with our guys, too, before. I, I, I have, like, a little bit different coaching style than them. Yeah. yeah. Good. I like running with you guys. Your guys are nice. I mean, everyone mostly in paintball so far has been nice, but your guys have been so, like, gentle. Well, like, everybody, like, when you come from the collision camp and you come from the East Coast, everybody that you meet is nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so I do, I like, I like that. You know, you guys are like, well, we're playing from the East Coast. And then we move out to California, and then you're playing with Collision. So, yes, everybody's nice. Yeah. Right? You know, like, it's... Well, <laughs> and, too, I always just try to create, like, a big... A common thing when I come, even to coach in new teams, and I've obviously been with TJ Bastards for, like, two years, but, like, create a culture that it's fun. Like, they want to come to practice, and then they're, everyone there is, like, trying to learn versus, like, 15 side conversations, people yelling at each other, like... Uh, they're they're actually like happy and enjoying it and like grow together, which I feel like creates that like calming uh, like sense and where everyone's on the same page, knows what the goals are. You know what was cool when I play when I whenever I play with the bastards with you guys, the way everyone's so calm is and like helpful is helpful to me because mind you, I'm still green, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm still new to playing paintball and I've never played at this level before, like on pro fields against pros every practice, right? So I'm still learning some basics and instead of necessarily just yelling at like the pro level technique, like do it like you guys are like, Hey man, like try this, you know, like, and it's, and it's more, it's less intimidating. You know what I'm saying? I don't have this, like, I already have some lack of confidence because I'm aware that I'm not on the same level as some of these players that I'm trying to get there. So instead of necessarily getting met with like this constant aggression, which by the way, I'm open to the aggression. But even like David and Wayne meet me with such like gentle love yeah. that it really, and always the bastards. You know, you guys like kind of really help me feel comfortable with my mistakes and learning from them. Sure. What What would you attribute uh, the most to like advancing so fast, right? So you said- so My brother, Mark, 100%. Hand, not even, don't have to think about it. Yeah. yeah. So what happened with Mark, first of all, I don't know how often you two specifically have watched Mark play. He is. I haven't been able to see him. I've just been able to see him on his social media. You pointed out, pointed him out to me, and then yeah, yeah. No, he's a he's a killer. He plays semi pro. He's at the cusp of being pro, um, which brings us a little bit to the gambling thing. 
he needs to spend more time like getting there, right? But he spends so much time working his regular job that is he's just like he's like right there. He's a Mark is such a good player. He's mm-hmm. so sharp. Everybody's aware of it. I've never like mentioned him, and anyone could not even before they knew we were related. They'd be like, oh, the snake player from Ology or Cartel, whatever, is a killer, right? And he is. Mm-hmm. And not just that, but everybody loves him in the sport. Anybody that knows him is like, they get along great. So Mark got me ingrained. First guy was, I think, Joe Barrett. And then Joe Barrett, who took like a big liking to me. What a nice shout out, Joe Barrett. Joe started getting me in with my local top guys like David and, and what have you. And all these guys. And then Mouse. Actually, the same, me and, so I met Kyle and Mouse at the same moment through what, a lesser than desirable <laughs> route, but it ended up working itself out. There was a guy in the mix who had some of his own personal issues. Little that none of us were aware. Yeah. You know, we weren't aware. So he had put Kyle and mouse were standing together and he said to me like, Oh, these are my dogs. These are my old teammates. They want to meet you and kind of put us in this uncomfortable Like in a position. force, like a forcing. We're like, Oh, we'll yeah. just, we're cool. We're like nice people. We'll help him, but you don't have to like force this weird dynamic. <laughs> Like, let it be yeah. organic. Like, it's cool. Yeah, he did. The guy did have the best of intentions, just poor execution, but ended up working. <laughs> you know, it's so like all these guys, like Kyle and Mouse and Rainey and all the Aftermath guys and Wayne, they took took such a good hold of me, like, right away. I do one-on-one training with anybody. All these guys that I'm naming, you know, they come out and help me. But I only met them mostly because of my brother, and I'm, I only got that chance because my brother's as sharp a player as he is. And he spends so much time with me, like on the phone and looking at clips, and he's like, "Do it like this, like this." So when I show up, I'm that much easier for like Kyle and Mouse and David and Joe to get me even better. And so, but you you don't play with your brother very often. So does he just push you because you want to be able? Like you, he's just so he's playing so well right now at such a high level that you're like, I need to get, I need to step my game up. Well, I'm not going to – I'm super competitive and I want to win and I'm super committed. I don't know if you can tell by the tattoos on my face, but when I commit, I commit all the way. (laughs) (laughs) So when I decided to play Cup, my first practice was I played a premier line at Dub C. That was my first practice getting ready for Cup. And then after that, I was like, I see I'm getting just dunked on by some of these other pro players. Let me really take it so I can hold my own. I want to win. It feels good to win, you know? Yeah. I see. I see. Um, that makes sense. I like that. That's uh, <laughs> I love the drive, right? Because again, it, people need to find motivation, and that's something that like people struggle to do. It's like, what's like, what is your goal? You know what I mean? And like, Mark, what, your goal is you want to play pro, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. My goal is to play pro. I had to sit my girlfriend down. So obviously, like most people outside the sport. They go, oh, you're going to go play paintball, have fun playing once every six months in the woods with your friends. It's so adorable. Adorable. Yeah, so I met my girlfriend out here in, in, in Washington, and that's what she thought. But little did she know, the person that was getting me back into paintball used to play extremely competitively as well. Yeah. So so he's like, yo, let's go every weekend. I was like, no problem. <laughs> I, told her, I told her I was going to play anyway. She's cool. Yeah. So, so like a year into it, or maybe not even a whole season in, I sat her, I had to like actually sit her down to like break it really to her so she could get an understanding. And I was like, I need to express to you all these behind the scenes reasons that you will probably never know unless I sit here and I express these to you. All these reasons that I have as me as a man, as an, as an individual, that I, this is my goal and I have to do 100% of the effort necessary to accomplish this goal. You know, like for example, we used to race motocross and race dragsters and do all these other sports, basically, right? It all stems from doing these other sports. And I never reached the highest potential that I 
wanted to, right? When mm-hmm. you're a kid and you're doing, you know, you're playing basketball, for example, right? You go, man, I want to play in the NBA one day, you know? Probably not attainable, right? When you race motocross, you race dragsters at the level that we were at with the with the help and guidance that, that me and him had, these are obtainable goals. Um, things happened, and, you know, as most people happen in their life, things happen, and we no longer, right, we're not doing it now. We were no longer reaching those goals that I had for myself. And these days, the only avenue I know is through paintball because it's something I stuck with. So I had to sit her down, and I said, this is my goal, and I'm going to reach this goal. And we're going to get there together. Or is that okay with you? She said, oh, we're going to get there together. It's no problem. And that's eventually led me to trying out forology. is I went and I told everybody in my life that needed to know. I said, I'm going to go try out for this team. And I'm, and I'm no matter what, I'm, I'm going to say no. If they offer me the spot, I just want to prove to myself that I have what it takes to maybe play on a team with these people that were on it originally. And I went, and they all sat me down at the end of tryout, and they're like, "We want you to join our team." And I was like, "Holy oh, yeah. fuck, you gotta be, you got, yeah." I'm like, "You gotta be shitting me!" I just told everyone, no matter what, and I told myself, "I'm not gonna say yeah." So I left. I called my girl, and I was like, "You know, I got a two and a half hour drive back. It's pouring rain in the middle of winter," and I'm like, "Baby, this is uh, the deal." And she goes, "Okay, let's make it work." And I'm like, "Okay, here we go, no problem." You know. Oh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's that's the goal is to go pro, of course, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What uh, and to stay pro and to yeah. stay pro. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, what's your? What do you think? Like another couple, maybe a year or two in, in the semi pro, kind of gaining gaining some experience. Maybe ology bumps up, but otherwise, like kind of just throwing throwing it down yeah. until you feel like you're ready to make that move up. The goal, of course, is you know. So we spent 2023 as our first season together as ology. Um, so 23 was basically, can we? Is this viable? Can we do this another year? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or are we gonna? Right. So mm-hmm. we did that. And by the end of the season, 100 percent of the team yeah. is on board with the idea that we think we can accomplish. Accomplish the goal and, and, and probably win the semi pro series this year, Which, yeah. by the way, I don't want to sound I don't want to sound, sound cocky and I hate putting. Things no, it's good. Future, like, but you have to have that goal. No, for sure. And we, we actually we actually talked about I don't know if you saw the the uh, the, the interview we had with Colt Lukau from PB fit, but like there's a, there's an important. And then also the one following with Todd Adamson, like there's an important aspect to, to confidence, right. But being yeah. overconfidence, right. Confident is, is also a scary thing. And that's, you know, you could definitely, you could have a lot of bark, but no bite, you know, um, right. I, I, you know, Mickey, I'm, I'm sure that that's something that like, fuck man, to, to, to the nerves and like being able like in the gambling space, right. That that concept as well can really bite you in the ass. Um, yeah, of course, you know, and so you've got to, you've got to really know, you got to go in there. Like I'm going to win. Like my gate, my goal is to win. And I think, and I know that I can, but if you're overconfident, you're going to be sitting there with fucking lint in your hands. Of course. Hey, Colt, Colt's the big kid, right? Yeah. 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 I freaking love that kid, man. I think it's so cool to watch that go down. He's just, he's a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's got limited options out there, and he just goes to work. I just think that's cool to see. Makes it work for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, really it, good. Yeah, and and then that's that's the other thing, right? Is he? Um, I don't even have it. I don't, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the picture of him. He's he's got goals though, right? And that's and that's important. You want to you want to have goals, uh, and and be uh, in the position and and to the point where you like okay. I want to get a W. Like my, my goal is to like let's get out of prelims. You know their goal is to win an event, which is a, a very lofty one in the in year one. And it's like once you kind of talk about it a little more, it's like okay, that's a that's a big one. I'm not gonna go into the event being like we're like 100. I'm better than this team. 
I'm better than every single guy out here. No, you're going to the to the to the match like I can beat these guys. I know I possess the skills to pull out wins, and I know our team can handle it. So let's make sure we put it all together. Because if you go in too much, then you're going to be then it leads to a lot of disappointment, right? And I think that there's a big balance on how you win and how you lose, and how you how you approach everything. You know, there, otherwise because you can crash hard. We had last so last year we had uh, for the second event for Texas. So so Ology for the first event got fifteenth, and then we got sixth mm-hmm. in Texas, and then we got three ninths in a row. And I'm we're all extremely confident that the reason we only got ninth was because in those quarterfinal matches we would get like one or two majors, obviously at turning points, and then we, <laughs> it was impossible, you know. Yeah. But any but so we had Troy Erickson play with us uh, okay. last year, and in Texas, none of us except maybe two of the guys on the team, and and Troy have ever played really semi-pro ever. Right. And so now we're at event two and we're like, Holy fuck. Like we made it onto Sunday and like, we like we're in the quarterfinals and like, so we have to go play this team and we're all nervous. You know, get me wrong. I'm shitting my pants. You know what I mean? And Troy sits us down and he goes very, very calmly and very straightforward. He goes, guys, we're here. Just act like you've been here before. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. It's just another mess. Just act like you've been here before. Feel like you can do this. Because we can do this. We made it this far. We'll do this. And then we went out and we mercyed the team. And I'm, I'm like, fucking God, Troy, come on, bro. This is sick, you know? So it's, right, like that fine line, like, I'm full of fear. Almost my entire life, I'm just riddled with fear. And I'm just finding ways to make it through the, to the next 10 minutes. And you have people like that and thoughts of people saying stuff like that to help guide you, you know, and mm-hmm. feel like you're on the right track. Um, Yeah, that, dude, Troy, Troy's rad. I, I like Troy. And that was, that was a... um. A good, a good kind of like, you see, I, I think you have a little bit of, um, of, we got, uh, struggle, struggle says they're coming for that spot a hundred percent. The struggle boys. <laughs> go, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Struggle's a team in semi-pro. Um, yeah. I guess yeah, I think so. They're coming into semi-pro. They're coming into semi-pro yeah. or something. I, th- I think the semi-pro, I think, you know, I was talking to Tom Cole about it, but I think that semi-pro uh, is going to get a handful of new talent, new teams yeah. are, are bumping up. Because now they're like, well, the best two teams aren't in it, so now i got a chance, yeah. right? Um, so that, We're that's maxed gonna... out on teams. You're allowed 30 teams in semi-pro, and all of a sudden there's 30 teams. It's, it's maxed out. Real. Yeah, it's maxed out. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Collision, when, when I first agreed to play on Collision, the, the intention was to play semi-pro this year. Um, so that was a big part of the discussion. So semi-pro seems like a super active division right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know everybody wants to. I know everybody wants to be in that next. They want. Everybody wants to take that step up. Like that's what that's what a lot of people got want, want to do. Um, real quick, I just want to talk. You know, because again, I know I know you guys did all this. You guys already talked a lot um, to uh, to everybody on PTG about uh, about that this foray that we're moving into with the gambling, and, and I think it's such a cool you know, uh, concept and, and it's something that the sport can definitely benefit from. The players can benefit from everybody then has like, it's just a little bit more skin in the game for people that are watching, you know? And it's like, everybody does side bets on their own anyway. Um, but it, it's pretty cool. I don't know. I know you, you've already, like I said, we've, we've already talked about it that you guys have already talked about it a little bit. We talked about it last, uh, uh, this week. There's a couple of people that are already checking the odds that you guys have up on, uh, there's like, what is it? The blast camp first match. And then uh, there's a couple of guys in here in the chat that are already up on the site right now, uh, checking it out. So um, just like in a, like a, a really cliff noted, quick, uh, uh, just in case someone hasn't heard the PTG stuff, 
the thought behind it, um, you know, where they can go, how we're moving forward with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as I spent more, the hope, the, the ex, ex, one and only reason I'm playing paintball at all. Mm-hmm. So I want to spend more time with my brother. Yeah, he used that's to right. live with me here in LA. He moved up to Seattle and I'm like, bro, like, how do we see each other? And he goes, well, every single day I don't work. I spend at the field. So meet me at the field. And I was like the whole, like, I'm not going to come and not play type. So I was like, I'll play with you. Once I started playing, I was like, cool. We're having, first of all, it's a fun sport, good time. And I'm spending time with my brother, all good. And also I came in, you can ask Mark, the first time I played, I surprised everyone, including myself. (laughs) I wasn't that bad. I think the first point that I, the first point I played after like, I don't know what it was, 10 years or whatever of not even touching a paintball gun. The very first point, I just ran Dorito side off break and just bunkered as many as I could. (laughs) And uh, you know, like it was just fun. Yeah, it worked. So anyway, so fast forwarding a little, I says to my brother, I was like, why aren't you pro? Like, you know, like everyone's saying like you, you should be playing pro and you're so good and whatever. And he goes, well, I don't have the time with my regular job that I need to spend doing what I got to do to finally make that leap into to mm-hmm. comfortably into the pro division. And I go, well, you got to quit your job if paintball is your passion, if that's what you're going to do full time. And he goes, you know, how do I pay bills? I don't make money in paintball. And I started asking around and basically, no, there's not that much money being made Mm-mm. to be a paintball player. It actually costs most people. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm thinking like, there's no reason for that you guys are taking it to serious and doing what you can in it. Uh, if it's only losing you money, you know, it's like a weird thing for me to hear. I have so many friends that are pro athletes, whether it be NBA, MLB or, you know, NFL. And I'm thinking like, I never call these guys. And they're like, hold on, I'm on my lunch break. You know, I never hear that. And then I talked to pro athletes from paintball and they're like, Hey, can I call you after work? I don't want to get in trouble with my boss. And I'm like, that doesn't, those words don't go together. So we start thinking like, how can I help Mark make some money so he can quit his job? And then what Mark is, he refuses to take money from me, you know, and he has a great point to it. His point is where do we draw the line in Mm -hmm. our relationship as brothers? You know, He's like, if I take some, then when is enough? And then at what point is he relying on me less as a brother and more as, you know, like a, a piggy bank? And he doesn't want to tarnish what we have in a relationship. And I go, I respect that. I yeah. love that. You know, get it on your own. Like, I'm here to support you. So we're thinking, like, he's pitching me these ideas he has for businesses to try to make money so he can quit his job and play paintball. And some of them are cool, but I thought it had a lot of challenges. So when I went to Cup, everybody's talking about betting on paintball it was like the most common conversation and no matter what division you were in Mm -hmm. and i was in the stands and everyone's doing dollar bets and that was like so fun you know and all this and so i go over to the vip tent on the other side of the pro field and i'm with mark and i go tom cole and kevin fillers are standing there and i'm like hey like i don't know if you're familiar with me i'm playing in d2 da 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 and they're like yeah we know you know we're familiar thanks for being here and we sit down and start talking and i go I could bring gambling to paintball with the snap of my fingers. I serve as a great aggregate between the two cultures. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would help legitimize the sport, get you guys more views, get you more retention on your views, which ultimately means dollars. If there's more dollars coming, there's something to pay to players, including my brother would have incentive on why he should just take the leap to stop his job that he's doing now and play full time. We start talking more and more about it. And there seems to be all these other ways to make money. So I connect Mark to a casino. It's called Kirigo.com. Mm-hmm. And we start discussing it. And I did a lot of the discussion on paintball's behalf only because I speak both languages, maybe more affluently than or fluently than, than somebody else may. And, um, 
we came up with this idea and it, it was mostly Mark. So Mark's fully to credit and, and I'm really happy for that on how to pay every pro player. So we start going over it with Tom and Kevin. And next thing you know, Bert, this whole concept of carego.com adding paintball to the sports book and a way for them to pay a hundred percent of the pro players through the, uh, from the NXL mm-hmm. and team owners. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's paying them through, through uh, signups. Like if people bet through their thing and it's funny because, and again, we're, we're, you know, obviously talking to you guys as well. And I was, I was thinking about it and it was, uh, it's almost like it's such a cool, like it's such a cool, uh, concept and, and it's such a great way to like get people involved and then also cast a huge net because if everybody's allowed to do it, but it actually benefits the teams on the shittier teams, the crappier teams, right? For Dynasty, because we're going to have the fans, we have the biggest fan base, and they're going to be betting and hopefully betting on Dynasty and then winning, right? That's going to be great for all of them. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting kind of structure, and, and I, I think it's such a cool, again, great, and then also allows everybody to just – be part of the experience as much as they want to be. Yeah, and right. something else that I don't think has been discussed yet, I don't know if, if it has been. So I myself, I own 1 billion monthly social media views. Mm-hmm. Kirgo owns many billion monthly social media views, and they have so many of the biggest celebrities on the planet in their Rolodex and on their uh-huh. team, right? So it is beneficial to Kirgo to utilize all their celebrities and their many billions of monthly views to turn it on to paintball, right? So for them, they have reason and incentive to bring this tsunami of exposure and views to the paintball world. And then me personally, not that I'm incentivized to, but most of my content is who I, you know, who I am and what I live, like what I'm doing is what I'm posting. So for me, and I have a billion monthly views, what I happen to be doing now is playing paintball. Mm -hmm. So between me just because that's what I'm doing now. And then between Mark and Kirgo, there's going to be more views more eyes and exposure paintball. and more eyes and demographics that are, don't even know what paintball is or thinks, thinks that it's in the woods, you know, coming to paintball, which every single turn of this just generates more money for the players, the league, and just as a whole sport. Yeah. And, and Mickey, what do you have a YouTube channel or what does your content creation look like? Cause obviously you have the, you're in like a, a basically a creator's house versus with just people coming in and out and like you got the full setup do you do live streams on different uh different platforms um, so in the near future i'm probably going to start doing different things what i mostly do is i make appearances on all the other top creators channels everyone mm-hmm. from logan paul and mike maylack to joe rogan to uh um, Cass sawyer to, i mean you literally name like a top mm-hmm. creator I go on their videos. As a matter of fact, I got D Storm sitting in my kitchen right now. You want you want him to say hi? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, D, you sitting over there? <laughs> Yo, Lavelle, is D sitting over there? Yo, you want to say hi? <laughs> yeah, come on, bro. Um, and th- and that's the other crazy thing is like, dude, um, just the amount of eyes. It's such a it's such a great thing when. You know, people with a, a whole outs- You're outlier. You're live right now. Hold, hold just on, come go. say hi to the people. These are the top paintball guys in the world. Yo! We're going to play some paintball this day. Let's go. We're doing it. Yeah, Mickey, yeah. Mickey's got, Mickey's gonna, he said that he's going to shoot you uh, <laughs> once in the butt cheek. <laughs> 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 you got the camel pants on already. So, 
the, so uh, we have the, the pro teams are all over the world technically, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mostly play in Temecula at a field called ASG. It's actually in Paris, and I play every Sunday and most Saturdays. Oh, I'm coming out. You want to come? Oh, yeah. yeah, come. And our first event of the year is in Las Vegas. It's the first weekend of March. It's gonna be thousands of people. It's gonna be sick. Let me come. I got my, I got my scope. I'm coming. Let's go. go. <laughs> All right. I'll see. Hey, I'll see you in Vegas in two weeks. All right. Good All right. Job. Let's go. Good to meet All you, right. yeah. dude. Um. So what I was saying so, is, so oh, I, yeah. So I'm, no, I'm sorry. So I was just saying. So everyone from Drake to Lil Baby to mm-hmm. guys like this, I appear on all their content. So mm-hmm. that's where most of my stuff comes because I don't make money on the internet. I've mm-hmm. ma- never made a single dollar on the internet. I've never done a brand deal. I've never done paid promo. I've never got paid for clicks or views. So for me, I really don't care about growing my own channels and stuff like that. But I do all these appearances with these guys. And so that I do get an appearance fee and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And I've mm-hmm. never taken a dollar from it. I actually make everyone donate that fee directly to a charity that's called the Innocence Project, where they exonerate wrongfully convicted inmates on death. Oh row. yeah, yeah, I know, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm real close with Jason Flom, who's one of the founders, okay. and my will is already um, signed over. So when I pass, the majority of my state will get donated to them. And I'm working with them on another nonprofit right now that's along the lines of the criminal pursuit of all the wrongdoers mm-hmm. from the criminal justice system. So all the cops and the crooked cops and judges and stuff like that. They get all they all get off scot free, mm-hmm. and it's like you guys play dirty. This yeah. guy just did forty years in prison. He was on death row for a crime he didn't commit. So me and Jason are working amongst others on another uh, charity to help pursue them criminally. I but, love that. I, I love that. Yeah. We're we're all about uh, doing our best. Like the, the the fan base we have here on on the show, you guys uh, you guys all rock, man. We we did like uh, over fifty grand last year in in, in donations. Um, charitable donations and we're we're all about it like we're these guys we get just a ton of uh gifts and stuff like that from our sponsors and then we'll just do like a big charity drive uh pretty much every quarter at this point um for the last couple of years and we we have a tremendous uh outreach so next time and raising too for like yeah you know players in the community especially Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. bigger names too that have like a you know emergency or or dealing with a crisis in their Mm -hmm. in their life the, the reach and like has been huge always. Yeah. Um, as far as as far as crossover with the amount of players, this used to be something that was big back in the day, like early two thousands. We would do this thing, and it's actually funny because when you said that Brian Deegan thing, a ton of people were like, "Get him on the show, get him to play paintball, all this stuff." But what we used to do, and and I don't know why it doesn't happen. I mean, I know why. Just there's just no contacts, but. Doing crossover events was such a big thing. We did stuff with Travis Pastrana. We did stuff with um, Ryan Nyquist. We did stuff with uh, a lot of the skateboarders. Actually, Ryan Sheckler. Like, obviously, the, the all Borgor, these things. Na- the Borgor yeah, Borgor. Yeah. Uh, all these things, names that were nine, nine, like late, early 2000 names. But uh, it's just such a great refresher to be able to get a new set of eyes, like you said, right? You know, Mark bringing the, the Kyrgo eyes onto the, onto the sport. Because someone who was going to gamble on anything on that site might be like, click, what the hell's paintball? That's new. Click on that and be like, huh, I heard about paintball. Oh, shit, Ryan Greenspan still plays paintball. You know, like, yeah. stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. That guy still plays. I get that a lot. Um, but uh, it's such a cool be- uh, ability to be able to get, like, new sets of eyes back on there. And then, you know, what about, like, other crossover things, you know, getting like, um, HK did a good job with it too. Yeah. yeah. They've been doing, they've been doing a good job of getting guys out there. 
and playing. And shout out Marky. He's been so good to me before mm-hmm. I even got back into paintball, before he knew I even played paintball. What a nice guy and what a cool guy. Yeah. Always fun. Yeah. You can't be around him not having a good time. Yeah. He's just a solid guy, solid human being. I like Marky. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those guys are those guys are he's he's hilarious. He's he's great. I got a funny story I'll tell about not Marky off camera about uh, <laughs> He's got always this, energy this, always. This, this gummy bear story I oh, got yeah. with him. <laughs> Mickey, one question I, I want to ask in the play the game podcast podcast you were saying uh what really helped you in uh with gambling too is like you took a like a step back and like a not a step back but like a pretty deep introspective look at your game and like why why you would think to play a hand and then kind of the results of that like winning or losing and then going back and analyzing that do you do you feel like that's helped you uh, in paintball at all? Are you like yeah, looking at it that way? Yeah, definitely. Because growing up, I was super stubborn and nobody can tell me nothing under no circumstance. And on my own, when I started dissecting my um, failures and successes in gambling, I had to take a step back and say, wait a second, I was wrong this many times. Here's direct evidence because I lost those hands. So I was like, okay, if my goal is to win, that's my objective and I'm here to commit to being more successful then I have to look at what helped me win and what made me lose and, and adjust that. So when it came to the paintball field, I still, to this day, all these years later, still have that train of thought. I go, I popped out here. I got blasted in the head. That was wrong. Why was it wrong? And then I asked guys like you and I go, what, why exactly was that wrong? And you go, it was wrong because blah, blah, blah. And I go, okay, what's the right way? And you go, you'd be more successful if you came out over the top or down low or whatever it is. And then I started using that. So that helped me a lot. And still in paintball, it helps me a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, and one, one thing, and I guess this is also trial and error probably in, in your side, and same same with you, Mark, is like one thing I like to do is, or one thing I like to, as far as advice goes, give to give to people is like when they're still trying to find themselves in that in that area, it's like everybody's playing this uh, this no mistake paintball these days. That's like, like damage does it extremely well. Like damage executes this so well. But what ends up happening is if everybody tries to emulate that, you get to this point where you're like, as everybody gets better and you're getting better and you're getting better, you begin to play with your fingers crossed, okay? And and by that, I mean, you're like, okay, I hope this guy makes a mistake, you know? And you don't want to be coming into the, the semifinals or the finals being like, okay, this has worked so far. Hopefully, Mouse gets in the snake and he pops up and, he, and I get, I'm able to shoot him, you know? Um um, and unless you have five guys that are all playing like Marcelo Margot and not making any mistakes and executing everything perfectly on the no mistake side, you're gonna the the then one the cookie's gonna start crumbling or the yeah, cards yeah. are gonna start falling, right? And so what I like and what I tell people to do is like you want to constantly be testing the fe- like testing the fence. It's like think of like a, like a like a cow stuck in a pasture or whatever, and they're just like, is the fence electric here? Ouch! Ooh. Is it here? Ouch! Yeah. Is it here? Nope. All right, cool. I'm going to go to the other side and I've now broken through this, this, this gate, this imaginary gate or this real realistic gate. And so what happens is like everybody right now in paintball is just trying, is just constantly doing the same thing. They're like, go there. Don't make a mistake. Don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. And then we'll make the move. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta like constantly be trial and error as much as you can on the field to figure out where your boundary is. And then you basically have two hands, right? You got a pocket, like a, a yes pocket and a no pocket. You're like, okay, this worked. So if Mark's like, I'm going to run the route here to the snake, got shot that way. Okay, I'm going to pull up on this next one. 
All right, the pull-up worked. I was able to get in there. I got shot this time. Oh, look at this. I'm getting shot more with my gun in my right hand than I am a gun in my left hand. Maybe it's because of the shooters are a little better over here. And you start to start to extract data from all of the sets that you're throwing out on the field. But And I, and I think, Mark, you kind of already get it because you're like, yeah, I'm just not going to always go point A to point B to point C, right? Yeah. I'm going to sometimes cut around this because you've got to try some other options. Um, and, and that's kind of like the bit of advice that I, I like to give to, uh, to people is just kind of constantly be trying to test that boundary, if that makes sense. That wasn't too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about it. I'm with it. <laughs> no, it's good too. Like yeah. you can take that everything, obviously experiment and try to like go above and break through those, like any like limited beliefs and understand your strengths and weaknesses. And then as you get to the tournament, you're like, like you have that, that database of like what you're strong at, what you're weak at. And you're like, maybe I, you know, I know for me, if I'm playing Tyler Harmon, I'm not trying to be snap shooting with him because he's <laughs> a maniac animal at snap shooting. So I'm like, I'll figure out a different way to shoot him. And I'll come back to that. Like knowing those, like what your, what your strength and weaknesses are and kind of like, incorporating understanding that not versus like you know i'm real slow but i'm gonna run to the snake off the point off the break this point you know, something like that understanding that will also give you a, a huge advantage too at the tournaments you know speaking yeah. of um views and stuff like that the owner of world star hip-hop real good friend of mine shout out danny he just sent me a text right now just like checking in on me that's like another guy that's always happy to post my lifestyle stuff mm -hmm. so we we talk about it all the time he goes hey man let me know what fun stuff you're doing in life so we can post some content across the world star yeah. platforms so you now as i'm playing in vegas and playing in all these events like this is like another outlet for paintball to get new demographics mm -hmm. he just texted me right now and i thought about it oh i thought he texted you saying he was watching you on the spick and i haven't posted in a few months on uh, instagram there's only two times i post in the last few months so i didn't post today that i was gonna be on here this gets hard posted though right afterwards yeah 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 so i'm when i go back to posting i'm gonna plug this i'm gonna shout it out the i got you the views oh, will yeah. go up and stuff but Danny, the the from World Star, he does watch every piece of content I put out. He's watched everyone. Me and him are real close. He's been super instrumental in me with my branding because he'll tell me like, first of all, he's a real cool guy. He's an OG, and he's built so many celebrities from thin air that he always tells me. We just took a strong liking for each other, and he's like, "Hey man, like I saw this. It would fit you better if you looked at this perspective or this angle." And so we work on my brand all the time. And uh, he watches 100% of my interviews, all my content, every post, and he's super, like, instrumental. So he just he just hits me up. He goes, haven't seen you post. Like, where's your head at? How how you doing? Mm -hmm. But he always asks me, like, let me know when you're doing – like, he posted me with – I took a bunch of rappers dirt biking. And uh, he's like, make sure you get me all that content so you can blast it on World Star. It went, like, crazy viral, like, hundreds of millions of views because all these other tabloids started picking it up and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's yeah. just, like, another, another home for uh, – Dude, let's get him out – and a couple of people have mentioned it, like celebrity paintball match at World Cup. You know, um, we we did that actually a couple of years ago. Um, the there was a tour in town, and Borgor, Waka Flocka, and uh, Steve Aoki uh, all came yeah, out. Waka's the homie. Yeah, and Steve Aoki's my neighbor in Vegas too. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He dude, he loves paintball. We've he's we've taken him out a handful of times. He's played he's played a bunch uh, with us. Um, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Me cool. and Steve, uh, we actually became friends. We we flew the same pl on the same plane, 
and we became friends there. But when I was when I was going to buy the house in Vegas, they dropped his name so heavy as part of the sales pitch. And so when I met him for the first time, I'm like, just so you know, you know, they're using your, they're telling everybody that this is where you live, hoping we buy the next door house. Yeah, like, you need to get a half a point off the like, sales. Telling everyone, yeah. And we became friends, and uh, Waka's yeah. an awesome guy too. Yeah, dude, that guy is hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. Waka, you know what's so crazy about Waka Flocka? So before I ever met him, I was a huge fan. Yes, I love his music, but more than that, his financial literacy is off the charts. He understands financial dynamics more than most of my CPAs do, most of my most of my business advisors do. Yeah. I mean, it's actually out of control. And the very first time we met, we were in the green room at one of his shows, and it was one of the first things I said to him. And he opens up his phone. So mind you, there's a full party happening backstage in all the green rooms, right? And he doesn't know who I am, right? At the time, it's a little while back. And I just, some guy, I was brought in there by uh, DJ Who Kid, right? And uh, D, uh, Who Kid is Waka's DJ on tour. Mm -hmm. So he brings me to the thing. There's girls everywhere. Everyone's drinking. Everyone's partying. He's about to go on, on stage. And I just said, hey, man, nice to meet you. I just want to let you know your financial literacy change the way i handle a lot of my my fi my finances and he goes really and I, I go yeah he goes like what like what you know and, and i said some of the things that i've seen him say and explain and i go this opened my eyes to a way to protect here ensure this utilize this tool etc he goes yeah that was from like 10 years ago he goes look what i got now and he, in, in the middle of the party me and him like step to the side and have our own world and he just shows me like all these breakdowns of different numbers, different channels, different procedures, et cetera. And it was just so magnificent. So he and I hit it off on like such a, a highest, a high realm of existence. And he's just always been so on point. He's what an easy guy to deal with. Nice guy, intelligent, sharp, cool guy. Oh yeah. Uh, that's cool. That's, yeah. it's, that's refreshing to know. Right. I always yeah. wondered how like the economics of, of, you know, just the economics of even just the creator lifestyle, that you guys have, you know, and like getting all those people together to like, you got to do this and that. And like how, how much, and you guys, everybody's got the, you know, the nice watches on. It's like, woof, yeah. you know, like, oh, well, you guys, uh, you guys got, you guys got a little bit saved up in the, in the tank for a rainy day. Right. You know, um, if you want to know, if you want to take, it's up to you, it's your show, but I'll tell you like from the inside what a lot of it looks like. Yeah. yeah let I mean, it rip. Yeah. Let it rip. I mean, we, yeah, right. we got some time. All right. So there's, a majority of the portion, particularly rappers, but I think it's because a lot of them come from an area that has little guidance or success in certain areas, right? But even outside of the rappers, a lot of like the influencers, TikTokers, YouTubers, they're just such young guys mm -hmm. that nobody, like it's very rare that you get a guy who's like a successful influencer who then has a child who can say, hey, this is the mistakes I made, this is what you should do, right? That usually doesn't right, happen. Because right, right. influencing in the internet is so new, that anybody famous on the internet's generally first generation famous on the internet and then, and then rappers as well. They, I, I noticed that the vast majority struggle to understand what to do. So they ball out, they buy the cars, the house, the jewelry. A lot of them don't even realize how to pay tax. Then all of a sudden they owe all this back money and they spend the next two years touring or making content, trying to pay off these debts and, and these bills. And a lot of them don't save up. They don't, you gotta think some of these guys are so young making so much money that they think that's going to last forever. Mm -hmm. And that's a really, even myself, it was a really hard concept for me to understand my dad, right. Who had been in business. He took his wins and he took his losses in life would say to me, he goes, Hey man, I know you're crushing right now, 
this will not last forever. You have to consider the next thing or the nest egg or the investment. So this will grow as you attempt all these other new areas Mm -hmm. in life. And in the beginning, I'm like, nah, dad, you don't get it. Like you did it this way, which is old fashioned and boring. And I'm doing it this way, which is bright lights and exciting. You don't understand what I'm going through. You got to be wrong. Mm -hmm. And then the gambling stopped or my certain businesses stopped, whatever it was. It turns out he was right every time. (laughs) So luckily for me, he was right there to rely on. So there's the vast majority that just don't have the direction, guidance or, or maturity to understand what's to come. Then you get a lot of guys that blow up real big and they have the wherewithal to know like, hey, I'm going to need help. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not an accountant or a CPA. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not this. I'm not an agent. I'm not a manager. I have something here worth money, but I don't know what to do with it. So then they have a next set of problems, which I found a lot of. So many people have contacted me the same way my other friends and they go, I'm the best manager in the world. I'm the best lawyer in the world. I'm the best agent in the world. Give me access to everything. I'm going to make it protected, insured, safe, invested, ah. spend it, do this. They're all scam artists. Yeah. So all these guys are, unbeknownst to them, making every wrong possible decision with their own well-being because the other guys around them can care less. They're just trying to get that bag and that check while they can, despite how much it's hurting the actual talent, right? So luckily for me, I didn't start content while like being a kid living in my parents' house, started making money, and I go, this is my job now. I came the opposite. I made money in life while I was against social media. Entered social media, and I go, you're never going to persuade me to do anything I don't want because I already have what I want, you know? So you're never going to take advantage or trick me. So luckily, I saw from the other side. So all these managers that are coming to me trying to like con me, I'm like, buddy, I'm the reason both of us are going to make money. I'm the success. I did it. That's why you're coming to me. How are you going to tell me how to make money? I'm, I already made the money, you know? And so a lot, I watch a lot of these kids struggle, not even always kids, adults, young adults also, struggle to find the right team. And uh, guys like Waka, for example, who came from like an area that didn't have a proven track record of success in financial literacy, he was capable of... He was, and he's such a smart guy. He found the right people to put around him. And there's a lot of trials and tribulations. But then you do have some guys who hit it correctly and are capable and well-rounded to handle a lot of their own, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But the higher up the scale you go, the smaller the that smaller part it goes. Of it. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's interesting, you know, because I, you know, you'll see you'll see content creators or you'll see this you'll see this lifestyle that everybody exudes in in everything, you know, they're living in that, the, the big mansion, or you've got the, the creator's houses, or you've got people driving these cars. And it's, sometimes it's, it's a, a fugazi. Sometimes it's, it's the actual real deal. But I always wonder kind of how the economics of that all, all works and how, you know, it, it trickles down and, and, and really like who, who pays the bills and like, how do you split things? And like, it's just, and, and how real is it? But it, I think it's great, man. It's such a, cause I grew up, I, I grew up, and uh, I don't even think YouTube was invented when I was in in, in high school, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll I'll see the it's boomer cool. comments here in a second. It, it's like it's like somebody will blow up, for example, on the internet, and then all these people will contact them saying, "I can help you. I will protect you. I will get you to the next step." And they have to be really careful who they pick because there's a small percentage of them that are truly successful, truly have everyone's best interest, and truly can do all these things they promise. And then a huge majority of them are just like pick me, let me sell you a dream and really hand you a nightmare. I'm going to get paid despite your failure. Yeah. So it, you have to make sure you're picking the right team around you, which is super common. Like how we met. It might have been a... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it worked itself it out. Did, it did, it did. 
Yeah. And by the way, in no way am I talking negative about the particular yeah. person who introduced us. You know, yeah. he has his own. We all know. You know, he has his own set of life issues going on. And yeah. What have you? But he, but he always had good intention, and he did introduce me to a lot of solid people, including you and Mouse, and I'm grateful for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> awesome, dude. Um, hey, one more, Mark. You, uh, I, I have one for you uh, that I just wanted to to just give a shout out. I, I loved. Um, uh, you still in here? Still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You have the zoom on, sorry, so sorry. like yeah, switches. switches. The camera view is kind of kind of funky a second ago. Um, dude, I want to shout out uh, PB Authority and Ron Butler. Dude, R.I.P. Man, that guy was that guy was such a great dude. Man, he was like uh, the best thing I think that one of the best things that happened to that to East Coast and definitely Jersey in paintball for sure in the mod squad. Um, he was, he was awesome. I, I, I heard you kind of giving him some props out there on, on the PTG show and, uh, and just having such a great, uh, setup at the field that like drew your attention in. Cause you know, one of the things I always say to fields is I'm like, look, tournament paintball, don't hide that somewhere else at your park. Like it's okay that, walk-on players and new players see that it's not going to scare away your entire demographic what is going to happen is if you have it set up properly and you show people that there's like a way to grow in this sport or that you can rather than just being like keep the birthday parties over here and keep these loudmouth, uh painful looking yeah. tournament players over here right you want that you want that intermingle because if you do it right like how uh, ron did it you're going to get guys like yourself or like Marcelo or Kyle, same thing. Like they, they saw there was a tournament side of things. I mean, especially when you, when you cut your teeth on an indoor, like nothing scares you at that point. <laughs> I heard you guys talking about that too. Um, I share, I share the same. Didn't Richie Butler go and play for the Hurricanes? I think so. I don't, did he? Did he, I, he might have, I don't recall, but the, the, the New England Hurricanes are back in the day, right? With mm-hmm. Rico Gigliotti and, yep. and his oh, Rico. Brother, think, right? Rico Suave <laughs> lost all his teeth when he was like 19. <laughs> it was it was a you know, the old school hurricane climb was unreal and they were yeah oh my goodness yeah Richie was unreal as well man I seen Richie a couple two years ago or three years ago at the Philly event playing ten man it was so sick to see him too yeah yeah Ron was unreal and the way that he had his tilted up was I've never in my life seen something like mm-hmm. this and it it truly was incredible and like so the field that I play at most often my local field is Casey Crusaders you came and did a clinic there dude the guys got got like your autograph tattooed on their ass or something yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a bunch of those yep that's 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 my local field is Casey Crusaders in South Prairie Washington yeah. shout out to that field. and yep absolutely and um the way they have it set up is again amazing it's you pull in and the whole parking lot is there and you have no choice but to park at the airball field mm-hmm. and walk past the whole airball pits and field mm-hmm. to get to the to get to the rec ball staging area to get to the pro or the, the pro shop where you pay everything and we're always coming and getting it's not far it's 40 50 feet from the from the airball whatever it is to the to the pro to the pro shop to get our paint right and I'm constantly walking back and forth getting this and helping out there and Tim Tim the owner of the field is always coming back to us and it's the best thing you could do because every time you're there and you're looking over, you see all these rec ball players looking at us and slowly coming over in groups and kind of being precautious. And, you know, 99% of paintballers love and respect and courtesy. And we're always just like, yo, you want to hop on the field and play? We'll be on your team. Or, yo, they ask about the gun. Do you want to shoot the gun? Like, uh-huh. and, and of course, eventually these guys and these girls are, 
coming and playing speedball once a week, once a year, once a month. Now they find out there's professional players, there's divisional players. We travel the world and play, and you're right, and you're opening your eyes to this because it's so readily available for them. Oh, yeah. No, for sure, for sure, dude. And you know what? You want to know my favorite thing about your park is, and it's not the rain. It's not the rain. Okay. Um, Good. In this, so I went there in the summertime, and I was actually told, you know, don't don't get comfortable. This is not what it's like. It's like this, like like a, a one month out of the whole year. You guys have a glacial fed river. Right yeah. on the other side, I'm like, dude, we're done play. Like when we're after the, the the practice, I'm like, everybody jump in the river. Like it was sick. It was such, that's like what yeah. a what a beautiful place, man. Underneath what is that Mount Rainier right there? Yeah, yeah, right dude. on the Mount Rainier. So at all times, you see this freaking volcano. Which yeah, people out yeah. here, no, they don't even they pretend it's not a volcano. Oh yeah, you guys are you guys are the first ones to go, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You live there. It's I've seen was that movie with uh, Pierce Brosnan, and <laughs> the volcano blows. Yeah. Just, just have make sure you it's, check. Keep your eyes on the seismometer over there. All right, I'm worried about yeah. you. It's, it's a beautiful field, and it, and it feel, and it feel, the, the river comes through. And so what, what they do? I think they do it once a year at the field. Is they have a 24 hour 24 game hour game for 24 hours, and they have huge floodlights out. In the, there's like 20 acres of woods ball or something yeah. like that. And he's actually making it bigger right now. And for 24 hours, you play paintball in the woods on all sorts of different variations, and they have all sorts of different games to play on certain fields and stuff it's unreal for 24 hours i highly recommend anybody who plays paintball in any realm comes and plays paintball for that's 24 a, hours that's a, yeah, i don't know how that works exactly but yeah i'm into it i'm into it that's sick and, it's, and they have tim who's a huge advocate for his own group which is the lgbtq which shows that <laughs> <No. laughs> masculine dominated sport and we love tim for that and you know we're happy to have him in the community we love tim Love Tim. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, guys, um, dude, this has been a this has been a rad conversation. I'm I'm stoked that it was like Great just show. supernatural. Um not supernatural like spooky, but like <laughs> but like super very, you know, natural conversation. Um That's what we like to do on our show, just kinda give like in depth look to of people's personality versus it being like a very like structured podcast mm-hmm. setting where it's like you get to see, see people and what's going on in their life and, mm-hmm. and what they're into. Yeah. So um, definitely going to see you guys both in Vegas. Mickey, I'll see you this weekend. I'll be at ASG this weekend for sure. Then you Sac- guys going to stay for the award show Sunday? Um, I'll be in Vegas past Sunday. So like I'm Maybe. there, you know, whether I'm committed to showing for the award show or not. I mean, I'd say probably. What if it's going to be so much fun? I don't know how I'm going to miss it, you know, but I'll be- definitely be in town or- yeah, I I'd yeah. probably be at the award show. Yeah, it should be cool. Be, that's the first time they've ever done that. So. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be it'll it'll hopefully be really cool, man. That's I we're we're it's there's gonna be a bunch of awards. Alex um, is emceeing, so it'll be Alex funny. Alex is emceeing, so it'll definitely be funny. Uh, I've got uh, some Hall of Icon awards that are gonna be going up, so so more players are gonna be uh, inducted into the hall, like basically the Hall of Fame, and then uh, Marcel is gonna win a bunch of awards, and PTG is gonna win a bunch of awards. So we'll be there to to watch have, all that. I have my money on I have my money on Joe Barrett winning Defensive Player of the Year. Can we wait? Hang on, hang on. Can we we by we? I'm just saying we like I'm we're in the conversation. Can we get, get can we put betting on that sort of stuff or no? Yeah, a hundred percent. Who's gonna win the, what award? That's pretty good. Like, is that is that something like because I don't know who it is, but I mean, is it? I think they're gonna live yes. stream who the. Like, they're gonna live stream it. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't. 
We so yes, so that can be done. Mark handles all that stuff the same way Mark handles all the pro- relationships, all the pro players to get them onboarded for their money mm-hmm. and their payments, or whatever. But um, I know that for Vegas event one, Kirgo is going to have many things to bet on more than what's available right now on the website. Uh-huh. It's going to be everything. Come Vegas, it'll be I don't remember all of them, but it'll be like a point, a match winner, first point, first kill, tournament winner, championship winner, uh, over under on each one of the team scores, um, who makes it to the prelims, who makes it to the quarters and the finals. Um, I forget what else, but I've seen the list. It's pretty long. And with each event, they will be adding more and more things you can bet on, you know, like most penalties, most blah, blah, all these different things. Uh, The thing with paintball and gambling is this is the first time it's ever been done so all the data although there's a lot of you guys that have offered us data and we've used the data and thank you to every brand and company who's given it to Kirgo and, and to mark um but in real life like as the events go and more data is made available firsthand through mark and and his other team uh business team you know uh they're going to be adding more and more things to bet on but they're going to start with whatever i just said plus a few more mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. And so I, I've shared the link in there. I know a bunch of you guys are already jumping in there, um, uh, touring the world as some of you guys have said. <laughs> um, so check it out, uh, on Kirgo. The link is here in the, uh, in the, in the, in the description. Uh, if you guys need it, let me know. Um, we can get you guys a link. Uh, and if you can't it access up. it, you need to figure out a way to put yourself in a different state different through country, your computer, different country, most likely so, state or, or yeah. country. <laughs> There's a way. Yeah, there's a way. Um, let us know if you need help with any of that stuff. And, and I'm definitely eager to see what the direction that it goes and uh, and the new concepts and like what you said, like all the, all the other elements that are going to be there. Plus, with the stats dropping too, as soon as that gets more dialed in, there's going to be there's just going to be a lot more access to it and giving everybody out there a little bit more, you know, while you're watching it already, you can now just be have a little bit more skin in the game. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, if you want. If you, if you so choose, yeah. you know what I mean? Like... Uh, I'll tell you this too. Uh, any ideas you guys have for future paintball betting markets, which means like things to bet on, just talk to Mark about it. You guys will figure it out. Mark's mm-hmm. accessible to every pro player, obviously. Um, he's the guy. So you have a cool idea. You want the award show? I'm sure he'll figure something out. I don't know. You want the pro- I, realistically? I don't know if he'll get that done in time. The award show this time. But, <laughs> yeah, look, like, like, he's like, oh man, I gotta get too much stuff on my time. plate already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a yeah. real job, guys. Let me live a little. <laughs> no, it's all right. I had ex- uh, I your questions today were expensive because I was writing them in my car and a cop pulled up next to me and just looked at me <laughs> in disgust. And then he's like, "Nice little uh, cell phone ticket." <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, this has been a, hell- a killer episode. We'll get it up on. Uh, it'll be up on the the major podcast things, and then the live link will be here on the um, on the tube. Uh, for anybody to rewatch it, we'll send you guys some links and, and some. We'll get some stuff cut up of uh, of what we're talking about and uh, and send over to you guys yeah. in the chat. Then shoot me a message too. We'll um, with some some inspo of what you're thinking for the headband. Oh yeah, Tigerwear collabs. Got you. Um, and then yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you uh, this weekend. And, and Mark, I'll see. You, I'll, I'll see you in Vegas for sure. And we'll uh, we'll one hundred percent. Hell yeah, man. Uh, good luck. I hope you guys have a productive practice. Also. I'm crossing my fingers that it doesn't rain for you guys. You know what I mean? Like I, I know it's no. We'll it's be tough. in California. We'll be in California. Oh, where are you gonna be? Uh, ASG, buddy. Come oh. on, the best. Oh, there you go. Okay, okay. All right. Well, there we go. There we go. Why, why go anywhere else? 
I don't know. I thought Casey Crusaders was, you know what I mean? I thought that was your gig. We well, talking... uh, you know, you got the Pacific Northwest best, and then you got the Yeah, you got the SoCal best. All right, all right. You know, I, got, I got some of Dynasty and all of Ology staying with me for layup. Oh, really? Nice. Who's staying yeah, with yeah, you? I don't want to put, I don't want to put all your teammates <laughs> on blast, but <laughs> based on your response, it seemed like not everybody. Oh, I don't think they told I'm just, him. I'm just wondering who's staying with you on layout weekend because we're practicing in uh, Sacramento, so it's obviously Bro, someone not I in California. You normally drop, drop, drop it right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got. I played, you know, I played it after you left the other week. I played against you guys, and they go, "This is." worth practicing against more we'll learn something so they go you know it's screw sack we're gonna play at ASG <laughs> <laughs> that's when you played I was like man when did he play I swear he wasn't in there it was after, yeah, it was after like I left. literally right after you left while oh. you were still there I wanted to get more spins that day but there were so many pro teams it was hard to get as many spins I mean I want every spin you know what I'm saying so I'll always want more so I was talking to Harrison and I was just like bro like oh, I'll play with you I'll play against you I will play mm-hmm anything you know and, it, and it, when you left some of the other players left and some of the spots opened up so i ran um then there you go <laughs> all right <laughs> it was it's harrison then oh yeah that's it, yeah. for sure he doesn't know where he's flying into uh for the layout weekend practice but he'll, he can be with you he can hang with you <laughs> he said he was also gonna fix my sink so uh, I don't know. Can Blake not? He's all over the place. I don't know if Blake's coming. Blake's having uh, a kid. Oh yeah, he's, he's having a kid here. Oh. So yeah, yeah. You actually look, Mark. You look like Blake's cousin, <laughs> yeah. brother, cousin. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Well, Blake's an incredibly beautiful man. That's, so I'm on board. I was just about to say he's a handsome man. He's a handsome man. So there we go. He's got a little bit more gray in that beard though. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, again, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. We'll chat. We'll chat later more this week, and uh, I'll see you guys this weekend. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Later, guys. Awesome, man. Well, hey, uh, everybody. This was uh, this was an XL oh, yeah. version. That was a cool. That was a cool That's conversation, awesome. man. Um, Obviously, you know, uh, bet at your own risk. We're not. Time flew by too. Did, I was yeah. like, I looked up and I was like, oh, it's been. Two I was hours watching already. it. I was watching it uh, just because it's Camille's birthday today. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm gonna go cook her dinner. <laughs> Hopefully, she's still awake. She mom goes. Mama bear goes to bed early these days. Oh yeah, we gotta um, get out. We gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here. We're gonna be in the doghouse, which you probably already. We, I like how you said we are gonna be in the. You're not gonna be in the doghouse. No, I, yeah, yeah. no, I didn't say we. <laughs> you we, know, are, we are. Take my ass back right to now. my new apartment. <laughs> But I'm probably in the doghouse too because when I walked in, I forgot it was her birthday. I didn't say happy birthday. It's okay. I meant to text you. Thank you for not. Well, I didn't. Not I just had other sarcastic. stuff going on. Thank you. I know. I had other stuff. I don't know. I should have. Well, can we wrap up in here? We've got, I don't know. We'll have some wrapping paper up here. All right. Uh, does she want a new force? We can give her, one, yeah. we can give her this guy. There's right an energy there. drink. There's an energy drink force. Some, some nectar. I've got these go- these 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 frame goggles. Give me that pink shirt. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, we're gonna search the garage for a a, a, a um, birthday present for Camille. I appreciate everybody's support. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for a special show. Ooh.